0: yeah keys to the city baby when well, you see us so you know you really viewing greatness in the making double up on facts we stating podcasting cruise control city state the nation so what you saying what we saying prime information facts topics, stipulations first downplayed it. presenting topics from kind easy to time Brady. facts keys to the city we're locking the statements
1: And, ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Clovercrest Media presents Keys to the City. What a show we got for you. What a show we got for you today. Talking some NFL football. Yes, there is a football game in MetLife Stadium this weekend, and it is meaningless at its finest. The New York Jets against the New York Giants, two teams that have had abysmal seasons. What is going forward for the New York Giants and the New York Jets? We'll also be joined by Charles Rita to talk college football. Did the committee get it right with the college football playoff? First rankings and the game picks as well as Jace Garcia will be joining us the host of drawing with the G men We'll be talking college football and his host of the college football show as well And then we'll be talking some more baseball New York Yankees. No DD. What does that mean? Hal Steinburn has been very quiet. He, does he like the pitching staff and we got a new pitching coach as well But we're gonna start off with the gridiron the New York No, I'm just kidding. We're not starting with the New York football Giants because there's nothing much in excitement with the New York Jets and New York football. We're going to start off, and you want to talk about excitement, we're going to start off with the Oakland Raiders. The Oakland Raiders, ladies and gentlemen. Great game. Right now. I was was very pleased with this game last night. Two teams fighting for a possible wild card position. Who would have thought the Oakland Raiders in week 10 would be possibly... In the playoff position, or even in AFC West, and as well as a bit now a game over 500. But let's take this into consideration. John Gruden, a year ago, we know what he did. We know what the Oakland Raiders did. They traded away one of the best players in all of football, Khalil Mack. They traded one of, one of to me, the best receivers at the time Amari Cooper to the Dallas Cowboys. They got first round picks back. They were criticized. They were destroyed from the media. The fans, what is Oakland doing? What is Gruden doing? What is Mark Davis doing? Now you look like a year later. Look what the Oakland Raiders are doing, ladies and gentlemen. They're five and four right now. With the next two games, we're talking about a team that could be seven and four. When they go meet the Kansas City Chiefs They play the Bengals next week And yep. after that they play the Jets So let's think about this For a team and a guy that has been criticized So much Because he hasn't been uh, A guy that's won championship He's won that one championship But was that, that was with Tony Dungy's players Now you look at him Last year he makes the big trades He's getting ridiculed Destroyed by everybody in the media As you know And then last night A team that kept clawing a team that was up early in the game, 10 nothing, and then trailed. But the thing that I've noticed is kind of like the definition of their coach. And you know they used to call a segment on Monday Night Football called Gruden's Grinders. And that's what this Oakland Raiders team does. They grind. They chip away. Yes, they were losing. And I'm going to relate this to the New York Giants and New York Jets in a few minutes because... Well, you know what's going on in New York right now. It's a dumpster fire in New York. If you're a Giant or a Jet fan, it's a dumpster fire right now. And that's what we thought the Oakland Raiders were going to be this year Coming into this year I had them at 4 and 12 Ted you had them at 6 and 10 We had no expectations For this team We thought they were Going to struggle We thought they were Going to move on From Derek Carr We thought they were In a situation With the Antonio Brown My god what are they doing They're making a huge mess Now you look at them A couple months, from late, a couple months Down the road Look at them They're 5 and 4 Ted last night This team grinds They chip away They keep fighting To the very end And that was a 60 minute Battle last night You gotta give credit To John Gruden And you gotta give credit To the Oakland Raiders Cause Let's be honest, looks like they know what they're doing. So yeah, so I'm listening to everything you're saying. And you're right. They're five and four, they're progressing, they're playing hard, they're doing what they do well, they're running the football with Josh Jacobs. Mm-hmm. He's one of the most dynamic young running backs in the league. You oh, oh, can already tell that. He's a beast. They have a great offensive line. They everyone you know, people had problems with the Antonio Brown thing. I think if Antonio Brown wasn't such a, a loser and such a psychopath, he would be helping this team and they'd even have a better record. But That didn't work out, so we'll forget that. But they also signed a guy who was out of football last year, Richie Incognito. And he has been one of their best offensive linemen, one of the best guards in the entire NFL. He's He's been been one of their leaders. He's helped their – Draft pick from two years ago from UCLA The kid Colton Miller Who's their left tackle Progress And it even said last night Tom Cable told Richie I need you to be a leader I, Your job this year Be is big to brother Is to be the big brother to Colton Miller And make him what we expected him to be When we drafted him in the first round Yep Raiders like you said last night Up 10-0 down, I in mean up 10 nothing, Then down 14-10 Then they were down late and they, and they had a chance to fall in the tank Like a new, normal Oakland Raiders team But Derek Carr And that team, they grinded, like you said, and they progressed, and they won the game. And now, listen, when that that kicker missed the extra point, I'm like, oh, my God, they're going to lose. But I'm going to change it from my perspective. I think the game was more telling about the – Los Angeles Chargers. Ted's, Ted's picking the. Lo- Ted's talking about the pe- the losers of the th- of the game. He's not talking about the winners. We're, we're, this is a winning lead. We so, care about teams winning. So when bro. I was winking, we so, care about teams winning. So when I was pointing my eyes to you over there, his one of his first takes when he was starting was was Gruden's trade of Cleo Mack the smartest move that he's has has ever done. That's what his take was. sort of it. Okay, that's fine. So I'm going to use it as this, and I wrote it in our show thing. Are the Chargers fools gold? And to me, they are. You know, every year we go through this. We've gone through this since Phil Rivers and with Danny and Tomlinson. And when they had Vincent Jackson and Marty Schottenheimer, the coach, and they were 12-4 and four and they lost to the Patriots. And every year we're like, this is the year. The Chargers, the Chargers. They got Joey Boza and they got Melvin Ingram and then Derwin James and Hunter Henry. And, you know, I looked at the game last week, last Sunday, and I took a lot away. I'm like, wow, maybe the Chargers are progressing. This is the normal Chargers story. Every year they start poorly in the first eight games. It'll be three and five. I remember they did it like three consecutive seasons, and then they go on this run in the second half of the season and then they make the playoffs as a wild card. And then they win, t- win two or three games. And, and then they lose an the AFC Championship game to the Patriots. Seems like. But last night, you had an opportunity. Last night, a division game, Thursday night game, prime time, to pull off a couple wins in a row. You have a favorable schedule coming up. You still haven't played the Chiefs. You still kind of control your destiny going forward. But I look at the Chargers last night, sloppy out of the the box, sloppy. Phil Rivers. I'm going to make the statement. He is done. He is done as a football player. You can put up all the stats and awards. So can Eli. If Eli was playing, he'd still be putting up stats. He looks old. He can't move. He cannot move. Eli Manning has more athleticism moving in the pocket than he does. He's a he's a stiff board. He is a stick. He can't move whatsoever. So why why are we talking? Why are we talking about the negativity? Well, because here's the thing. I, we will talk about the positive. But at the end of the day, the Raiders are not going to make a difference in the playoffs. They're not going to make the playoffs. The Chargers, realistically, and what if they did? We didn't, No, this is. Okay, what, and this is what But I mean, here's it, the thing. Their defense still stinks. This is so where I'm going inter- to. not good Can enough. I interrupt you? Can I interrupt you for a second? I'm going to come in and argue that point. But that you, you just don't said, think the Chargers, watching them Sunday, beat the Packers, if they were healthy with Derwin James coming back, and then they're going to get Russell Okun back as their left tackle, okay, and the the people that they have with Melvin Gordon coming back after now his preseason games are over can in I Dungland, answer, can and and Eckhart. Let me you answer your question. You don't think this team with the two pass rushers no. and everything else, because they couldn't make a play No, overall? that went out the window when the New England Patriots embarrassed them in Foxborough last year. Yeah, but that was last year. This is it this year. It doesn't matter. What if, that was such an embar? That was such a... A letdown For a team that We all thought When we did our show That time We all thought The Chargers Had an opportunity To go into Foxborough This was gonna be the year the because Char- Bill Belichick Outcoached Anthony Lynn The Chargers coaching Every that. year Are overrated we, we, put this, we put them On a certain pedestal It seems like One of these teams That are, is gonna finally Get over the hump Because they have Phil rivers They have so much talent But last night doesn't, cha- doesn't change The fact That this team Once again Let down their fans if they have any fans still. They let down all the people that had high hopes for them this year. And it happened last year. Their kind, their season ended when they got destroyed by the New England Patriots last year because they were at an all-time high and they were feeling their oats. They felt good about themselves. And what did they do? They went into Foxborough and they played the Alpha, and the Alpha took them to school. And that's what happened. They've never been the same since. Phillip Rivers hasn't been the same since. He hasn't had a great year. I know his stats. He leads the league in passing yards. But who cares? If it's about stats, then whatever but he's not going to a Super Bowl. The Chargers are not going to the Super Bowl. Phillip Rivers will end up with no Super Bowls in general in his career, and that's what it is. This is what the Los Angeles, San Diego slash Los Angeles Chargers have been. Plain and simple. But that's my, but that's is, my takeaway that's from fine. last night's to game. To me, it's more about the Oakland Raiders, a team that had no expectations coming into this year unless they were finishing in the top four and getting more draft picks and building for the future. This team right now is 5-4 and four through 10 weeks. They have a favorable schedule the next two weeks. They got the Bengals and they got the Jets. They can easily be 7-4 and four going against the San Diego... Go against the Kansas City Chiefs for a chance to pee in the AFC West lead. Think about that. I don't care about a team that's going to be 4-6 and six and not making the playoffs. I'm ter- I'm thinking about a team that had no expectations coming this year and right now is exceeding those expectations and could be in the hunt for a wild card. Trip, I'm not what John Gruden has done for a team that's dealt with all this dysfunction and has dealt with the criticism since the beginning of last year to see whether they're in, in the position, it's about the future of the Oakland Raiders and the future of the Oakland Raiders was as once We thought was going to be Tragic Disappearance Disappointment Has more Has now become A brighter future Promising Listen And that's a, oh, my takeaway on. From it. There's night. always two stories To the thing Listen I'm not knocking Your thing Are Listen, you sure Yeah Okay Don't get me aggravated Okay Don't get me aggravated Okay, okay. okay. Go ahead Okay Because there is two sides No I, you're 100% right I said it to you on the way up The Raiders showed promise last night Absolutely Derek Carr I don't know if he's the future But he might be Josh Jacob is a star running back In the making Steve Rizzer made a point They're not a great offensive line But they're very good They are very good They got good pieces That's what you're looking at. They got a good tight end A Darren Waller Okay Do they need a number one receiver? Absolutely That will be in the near future they have some promise. There are two draft picks this year: Clinton Farrell, the defensive on one side, and Max Crosby, the third-round pick from uh, what was it, Eastern Michigan? We talked about. Yeah. Both were menaces last night. They got two good safeties and Carl Joseph and the one that's out for the year from Mississippi State that we really liked. Um, yeah, from West Virginia. No, no, Carl Joseph. No, so. I know who he's from, but the Mississippi State one that's out with the shoulder injury. Oh, Jonathan Abrams. Jonathan Abrams, first. They got promising players. Now, last night it hurt that when Marcus Joyner got hurt with his hamstring, but there is promise. But when I'm saying is, I look at this Charger team as this was the team that I thought after last year's season, 12 and 4, that this would be a team that could make a Super Bowl run again. I that's why I'm using the word "fools gold" because last night's performance was pathetic, subpar. Rivers looked old. He, if you watched the game, he was literally staring down receiver. He could have thrown five picks last night. Easily, the best player on the field for the Chargers last night was Melvin Gordon. You know, he looked uh, good. They, Other than that, their offensive line was poor. As their they de- said, he looked like a he looked like a Darren Headlights. He looked li- not like the veteran quarterback you expect from Philip Rivers. Promise from the Raiders and disappointment from the Chargers going forward. And you just question now. Do the Chargers now have to do the same thing that we've been talking about with other teams? Is it finally time for the Phil Rivers era to end in well, Los Angeles? Well, that's another question for... The future and time hey, the will. The Giants di- moved on. Carolina will- th- is going to move on. Well, they don't have a quarterback. The Chargers are going to go with Phillip Rivers to the end of the year. Then they'll make of the course. decision. You can't make a decision right now because they don't have anything to go forward with. They'll so they'll figure that out. Last night, the Oakland Raiders. Congratulations to Mike, Ma- Mike Mayock. Congratulations to John Gruden. on the big win and Mark Davis. They as look well. like the are progressing That had no expectations and probably at the bottom of the food chain again has come to more of a promising future. So the Oakland Raiders, well done job, well done. The Chargers go back to the drawing boards. Speaking of a team that we all kind of fools gold <laughs> specifically this year is in the Big Apple. It's the New York Jets. They have a game this week. I don't know if they want to show up after last week's embarrassing performance against a team that is purposely trying to lose. And we talked about this on Tuesday. It's the most embarrassing loss of the entire season. I don't care what happens from here on out. Anytime you lose to a team that is literally trying to say, we're going to lose purposely, I know the players don't want to, but the organization, the franchise, they know what they want to do. Where's Omar? They are rebuilding rebuilding for the future, and they have three first-round picks. So when a team like that, and I'm talking about the Miami Dolphins, who are losing to teams... By 30 points A game it seems like To lose to a game like that It speaks volumes to the team It speaks volumes to the direction Of the team And the future of the team This team once again is fool's gold. Because all year we had expectations that the the New York Jets were gonna be Oh, they're gonna make the high they're gonna be they're gonna they're gonna gonna make I had them at nine and seven. Uncle Jerry had them as a playoff team. People were high on them because they were gonna be oh they got Adam Gase, he's he's an offensive guru, he's an offensive quarterback got the backing from Peyton Manning. He's a quarterback whisperer. Sam Darnold, oh, he's going to take this next leap into stardom. A superstar, he's going to run New York. Ladies and gentlemen, we talk about week 10. We talk about a team like Ted just talked about. The Chargers, disappointment, fool's gold. The New York Jets are fool's gold. They're the same New York Jets. You want to talk about a team that's never been any different? It's the New York Jets. They're 1-7. in They're atrocious. They have no re- direction. You got an owner... Fighting or safety fighting with ownership You have a head coach that still is, looks lost And looks like he does not know where he's going seeing in ghost. the world And you have a quarterback that's seeing ghosts Yes, they do play the New York Giants, ladies and gentlemen And I'm talking about that game And we could call it whatever you want We could call it the toilet bowl We could call it the meaningless game We could call it the nonsense game But there is a game in MetLife Stadium And it's for who's going to run MetLife Stadium whatever, For whatever you want to take going forward The New York Jets and the New York Giants, two teams combined three and fourteen. Two teams that are very similar, if you think about it. And Ted, you showed me a quote from the New York Post. I love the New York Post. Love the New York 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 Post Post, sports page. It's unbelievable. I know it's New York, and we're biased. We love New York sports, but they are unbelievable. And Ted, George Willis, well respected in this field, had a very interesting quote that you highlighted. I want you to give us. What he said about these teams? Yes, they're both one and two and seven, one and seven. They've been horrible, but they have a lot of similarities, Ted. Please do. Oh, tell no, i just read it right over here. It says it's amazing how much these two franchises mirror each other. Two teams with embattled coaches trying to establish a new culture. Two young potential franchise quarterbacks struggling to find some consistency. Two defenses that can't make big stops when it counts, and two fan bases frustrated by the endless losing. At this point. Any win is a good win for either team. And he's 100% right on that. You know, the, you know, the, the, cont- the thing that I keep reading about this week is that I think there's a lot of expectation, at least from the outside, that the Giants should beat the Jets. I, I don't know if that's true. <laughs> Listen. Both teams need a win. The Jets desperately need a win after last week's debacle. They definitely don't want to lose again to their home time, their you know, the home stadium, crosstown rival. No one wants to lose to their rival. The Giants definitely, after seeing the Jets lose the Dolphins, don't want to lose this game because I think if the Giants lose this game, now we have to, now we really start have to question the the, the Shermer coaching deal and the whole scenario with the Giants and where we're going to go forward. This game has. S- as bad as this game is and a lot of people might not be interested in it if you're not a Jets and Giant fan, but it has a lot of If you're of, a Giant Jet fan, this you, a, you don't you but, don't care. But you is, don't care about it. But there is so many intriguing stories says No, one hundred percent. But if you're a giant I, jet fan. I'm intrigued you are, by it. But we I'm are gi- because we're giant if we were okay, say if we're um, fantasy, maybe. Uh, okay, fantasy, that's fine. Okay. But say you were a fan Just of like... Just a general football. You, yeah, a general football fan, a Steelers fan, or a Dallas fan. Would you really care about the Giants and Jets? No. They don't care about the Giants-Jets. only reason why we really care about it is because we are Giant fans, and Jet fans care because they want to beat the Giants. Nobody really cares so- about this game because they're both... Atrocious, so when you look at these teams they really are similar. You know, I wrote it down right in the back of my piece of paper The Giants are 28th in defense 24th offensive rank the Jets are 17th on defense Which is I actually still can't believe because they've had multiple injuries and they're 32nd on offense So they're god-awful on offense. They're the worst offense in football and you think about the Jets You know the one thing I will say about the Giants is when it comes to their their top-notch players They handle them with Within the organization a lot better You look at the Jets The, the way they handled the Jamal Adams thing Now supposedly everything is um, corrected Supposedly Jamal Adams finally had a, a meeting With Joe Douglas, the GM from the Jets Everything is kind of worked out It's supposed to be, I guess Jamal Adams said Listen, I want to be a Jet, this is where I want to be Alright, that's good But he, you know, it's always something with the Jets, right? Like, there's always a backstory to something. It's never just about football, like they stink or they can't play or someone's hurt. You know, it's just a Jets the being situation the Jets. with their guard that they signed this year or they traded for the kid from the Raiders. Yeah, that's been. You know, like you're another. not going to have surgery, you can play through it. Well, I'm going to have surgery because I know what's wrong for my body. You know, there's always something to it. But you know, this game. Should be a much better game, and I think it's going to be a much better game. I think people are going to be shocked. How it can't well, be any worse from what we just saw last week between for both teams. You know, can't you, be any worse. Now, somebody would probably joke, "Ah, the score will be two nothing." It probably won't be. Who knows? But you think about this story going to this game, okay? If we go, we got to go back a year ago. We got to go back to the NFL draft a year ago. Yeah, because this all comes down to. This is all, where it all comes, down, where to, it comes yeah. down to, okay? Yep. Last year, there were five quarterbacks coming out of college. They were supposedly they were all going to be Hall of Famers. Now, we don't know if any of them are going to be. Right, now the, only right positive, now, the only one that looks like he's on tra- a trajectory to that path. <laughs> to at least Pro Bowls is, and, and positivity. Is, is LJ. Is Lamar, is Lamar Jackson. <laughs> is LJ. So, we talked about this endless times last year. And we're not going to get into it, but we're just going to say it. The Giants decided to take Saquon Barkley. Over Sam Darnold Right We know that It's over and done with I think we all At least right now Today on November 8th Can say that the Giants Made the right move At this present time Because nobody's talking about Because of If Here's the I'm gonna I wanna come in on this point If Darnold is playing Great Like Like the way he finished out Closed out the season last year Everything pointed to him being that taking that next step he had the to best where QBR, yeah, that's what I'm trying to say is that he was supposed to be taking that next step, kind of like Baker Mayfield was trying to take that next step to where Lamar Jackson is almost, because Lamar Jackson last year had some flashes, had moments of good quarterback play, but he's taken his level to a whole, I mean, his game to a whole nother level. Whereas Darnold and Baker, specifically Have Darnold, regressed. has regressed and taken a step back. So this conversation between the Darnold and Barkley. Conversation has kind of just went silent because of the play of Sam Darnold and his recent play as well. Because he, I mean, the ghosting, whatever. That's fine, the ghosting, but that's the Patriots. But just playing last week against a team that was is atrocious, is is terrible. It's the Dolphins who's trying to lose, and the way he looked. This is why this conversation between Barkley and Darnold is over. Is over with. The Giants went with Barkley because. He was the best player in the draft They didn't feel Sam Darnold was going to be the guy Leading them to the, prom- to the promised land And right now For a year and a half Dave Gettleman made the right decision Now that could change whole drastically Very soon it could Because it's quarterback, all it does But now it's more about Darnold And Daniel Jones Because now this is about the, franchise, the supposed franchise quarterbacks These are two teams that have been looking for quarterbacks The Jets have been looking for a quarterback since 1969 Maybe they have a quarterback now in Sam Darnold The Giants moved on from Eli Manning You know the story So Daniel Jones And now people are saying Well, we'll take Daniel Jones over Sam Darnold What is that saying about Sam Darnold's play? And we'll take Barkley over Le'Veon Bell That's what I'm trying to say Is that coming into this year We got real to th- realistically think about it And I wanted to relate this to Oakland because, kind of like the Giants, Oakland had no expectations. They were supposed to be getting a high draft pick and building for the future, just like the Giants. And a team like the Jets were like the Los Angeles Chargers. Not Super Bowl contenders, I'm not saying that. But playoff, Super Bowl contenders. The Chargers were Super Bowl contenders coming into this year. We got a caller? Rich Bruce? I don't know. Oh, is it Nolan? He won five, two, four, five. I I don't know. I don't know. I don't know who Rich Bruce is. I don't know. It, tell him to text you, but don't know. Well, my point is, this was a team coming into the year that had playoff expectations. A team that was going to take that next step. They signed Le'Veon Bell. They have Sam Darnold. They built. They pickles assembly. You know what happened with that issue? Adam Gase, new head coach. They got away from Todd Bowles, and they got offensively to help their quarterback. It's been, it's been anything but. Success for the New York Jets It's taken a step back Just like the Chargers have And the Giants Yes 2 and 7 Have more promise Maybe coming into Going into the future I mean Right now the Jets Want to beat each other up It seems like Between ownership and players With all the dysfunction At least the Giants Don't want to have Fights within the organization Whereas the Jets It seems like They want to go 12 rounds with each other But you see the Oakland Raiders What they've done, what they've overcome. And you see a team like the Jets that coming into this year, they were going to take that next step to be in maybe the team that's going to run New York. And they've done anything but. No, absolutely. And listen, I think the Giants are going to win. I, 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 I actually, hope you're not picking the Jets. I mean, you are a Giant fan. If you pick the Jets... I'm picking the Giants. Oh, well, you made it seem like, oh, I'm picking the... Like, oh, I don't really want to pick the Giants, but I'm well, going to pick the hey, Giants. hey, listen. You know, if, we'll talk about it afterwards, but if the Chase Young thing... No, no. Maybe the Giants get a t- top three pick. I want no, my, my team, no, team I don't want to win, lose bro. To the Jets. I never want my team like, to lose. I actually lose. like Rizzer's prediction of 20-17 to 17 on Giants? the Giants score. Giants I'm, score. I'm all for that. I like that score. Game-winning field goal? It makes my birthday very exciting. Rose us, you know, it made my birthday very exciting. You know, it exciting. should be interesting. We also have one of the Jets first round picks this week who's, you know, I bet he's got a little something to play for in Leonard Williams. At should we end- pick up a defensive player in fantasy? <laughs> <laughs> At the end of the day, this game has a lot of storylines. You know, both teams are gonna have a top five pick. Both teams have need a lot of room and improvement. I will say this though. The loser of this game, the heat that's going to be on that hot seat for the head coach, and I don't care if it's a one-year deal under Gase and the Jets are going to have to say everything that they did over the last season was wrong, or the Giants. I mean, the the continuation, it's like, hey, I know you can make excuses. Listen, we have injuries, the defense is uh, – but you ha- look at what – You said, going back to the Raiders, look at what John Grunin has done, right? Everyone said. I mean, he's over. they they got no defense. defense. They can't stop anyone, right? They lost at the time their best playmaker. They got rid of their best playmaker playmaker. at the time. And best best overall player on the entire team in Khalil Mack and Amari Cooper. Well, not even that. No, not even that. that. Even the Antonio Brown thing as well well, this year. year, Dealing with that. And that controversy. And dealing with that. And then losing their first-round pick this year in Jonathan Abraham. One of their guys that they expected that was going to be. Yeah, Jonathan Abrams. that's what I'm trying to say is that they've overcome so much. So, to see so that they, they're 5 and 4 and progressing, you know, as a fan, that's really all you want to see. You, you, of course, we all want to see our team be the New England Patriots and make the Super Bowl 5 out of 6 years. But that's not reality. What the Patriots have done in the last 20, you'll never like, see it in any sport it again. It'll never happen again. You know, you don't see dynasties like that. You're going to see what Golden State did. Three or four years out of five years, and then that's it. Yeah. You're not going to have the Celtics of the 60s, or the Lakers, or the, eight, eight, You're 80s, not gonna the Lakers of the 80s, or the 49ers. You're just, it's too hard nowadays. it's, it, Look at it Because if it's true Why can't other teams Emulate it They can't It's too hard Mm -hmm. This game Is about coaching Though too What coach Is really going To make the difference Because Gase was brought in At first To help Sam Darnold That's what it's about Mm -hmm. Finally That's why Matt Nagy went to Cleveland To get Trubisky And all these other guys To make the quarterback better Right Shermer was there Before Daniel Jones But they chose him He's there To help Like he did With the Vikings quarterbacks And other He's there to help Daniel Jones progress Now Daniel Jones Has not been too bad He makes mistakes But he makes rookie mistakes But that's gonna happen Yeah That's happened But he's actually probably But he's played better But if you compare The PFF score The pro football focus He's got better statistical numbers than Sam Darnold. He makes better throws in tight windows. He's, he's more athletic. Yang yeah, turns the ball over at a higher rate. That's but you got, know what? He actually, you look at the game against Detroit, they lost. But that's not because of lack of him. He threw it for 300 yards and four touchdowns. Yeah. Sam Darnold can't do anything against the Dolphins. Watch what, what Dander Jones is. This, there's a lot. I think Sam Darnold has more to prove this weekend than anyone on the football field. Because if he has another bad game, it's going to reflect on Adam Gase because they're going to say Adam Gase, you're it's gonna not getting it. Reflect on him, and what's the what does the future hold for, da- for Sam Darnold after got, two years? And now the Jets have to think about we gave up three. Do you second- think two years? Let me ask you this question: Do you we'll think land, two years? Do that. you think two years is enough to, time to yeah. get a good enough feel of you? the type of hold on? I already know I, what your question is. Yeah, of type of feel of what type and of the quarterback he's NFL, gonna be, is going to be. Absolutely. Okay. Five, ten years ago? Absolutely not. But here's the thing. Remember ten years ago, it was, listen, we're going to draft a quarterback. He's going to sit behind the veteran as long as he can. Maybe a full season, like the Aaron Rodgers model. Maybe one, two, or three years. And then we'll put him in. Not anymore. And look at all the young quarterbacks that have progressed. Mahomes sat for pretty much a whole season, played played one 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 game, came back. And he had 50 touchdowns the next year. Dawson Watson came in, boom. I mean, you're either good. Oh, you're not good. Now, you could have a sophomore sump like Dak Prescott, but let's look at the overall four years of Dak Prescott. He's got the second most wins in the NFL behind Tom Brady. So he might not be Tom Brady-esque or Drew Brees, yes, but he, ha- he is a winning quarterback. Yes, he and has he great shows, talent. And he shows progress. Yes, he, shows great, he has great talent around that team supporting him, but he still does a, a, a fairly decent enough job to get the job done to win games for his teams. Whereas Sam Darnold, two years, yes, yeah, Sam Darnold, I think, with two years is enough play to see what kind of quarterback he's going to be where I've seen a lot of people kind of already jump off to Daniel Jones because he's had a couple... Look, ladies and gentlemen, there's a reason why you call him rookie quarterbacks, rookie mistakes. I know he has a lot of turnovers, but that comes with the rookies. He's going to grow. He has a Hall of Fame quarterback behind him to help him and tutor him and mentor him. It's going to happen. So for everybody that wants to jump off the back, I think it's different for Sam Darnold where, yes, two years already, if he's... Doesn't show any signs of improvement and he kind of still feels like ah Then you almost have to start start Considering as a jet fan or not even a jet fan a, as a as a guy in the joints organization You have to maybe strongly start considering Hey, this might not be our guy. Well, and, and he might not be our guy. And The perfect example is uh, Trubisky yeah, and that's, why, and that's why we're seeing a guy like Trubisky struggle Because maybe these guys are just not made to be successful quarterbacks Where others are It's kind of like the coaching thing Gase and and, and Shermer are made to be offensive coordinators They are not made to be head coaches And it's been on Display and you've seen it. He was a 500 guy at the Dolphins, and he's been horrible with the Jets. Schermer was under 500, well under 500 with the Browns, but that's the Browns. But it's all right. But now look at the jump Giants. He's been well under 500 with the Giants. So Ted, I agree with you on the point. Who's hot? Who's seat is going to be that much more hotter come Monday for any of these teams that lose? Darnold versus DJ. Barkley as well if you want to add in What giant team is going to show up What jet team is going to show up Yes these are two teams that are combined 3 and, and 3 and 14 But it, who, it, the ultimate thing is Who wants to run New York and That's the big thing Who's going to lead New York To the future for football Right now that's up for debate Time will tell You can only hope for a good game I'm going to go with the Giants obviously I'm going to, go, I'm going to, I'm going to actually agree with Risser I'm gonna go 20 to 17 as well I expect this to be a close game Mark this down in history That on November 8, 2019 We both agree with Steve I agree with you 100% Steve 20 to 17 sounds like a very Steve w- likes it. yes game winning field goal likes Reasonable it. score I could see that happening I just hope the Giants win But there's a lot to talk about If you're a Giant Jet fan there is, This game has a lot of intrigue If you're not a Giant Jet fan You can give a hoot about it Stay away Ted you made a good point about quarterbacks And, oh, Trubisky and Nagy And you know how we always say Oh, well, we have to find a coach That fits the quarterback Why don't we find a qu- why, do, why, why do Like these teams Why can't they revolve around Their quarterback In the sense of Like you see Baltimore Lamar Jackson Baltimore They know what Lamar Jackson is When they drafted him When they drafted him He's a runner first But he likes to throw the football He's a dual threat He's like Michael Vick Probably the fastest quarterback we've seen since Michael Vick. Oh, and yeah. you see what find he's Nicole. done. He has taken that next step to start him. where we were thinking Darnold and Baker would. Lamar Jackson, and we talked about it last week. Lamar Jackson right now is, head and shoulders, the best quarterback from that draft class currently. And why do we not see teams, all, the, all these teams always try to find coaches like a Nagy or a Gase. Why don't we find coaches that, Go for the that revolve around their quarterback. You see, the quarterbacks, Lamar Jackson is changing the game. Can I stop you for one second? Yeah, I think they are. That's why the Bears brought Matt Naggin They brought Matt Naggen. But he, but but Trubisky is not the right guy for that system. Whereas well, what you is have the, to what is that system? You have to find he a guy. He was gu- good last you year. You have to find a he guy. Was, yeah, but he was good last he year. He was all right. He had a defense. Yeah, okay. but you, you had an all time you know great defense that covered for him. But here's the other thing. If you look at the numbers, he ran a lot more Trubisky last year. Actual rushing yards, like direct runs. Exactly. He's not running this much. You it's, have to he, play he, to a quarterback strength where these teams are getting away from their strengths. You see Nagy kind of getting away from Trubisky's strengths. He's throwing. He we've seen Trubisky throw for more than fifty. Plus times twice this year. He is not a quarterback that's going to beat you throwing the ball fifty times. Lamar Jackson. The reason why the Baltimore Ravens are so successful and one of the most in, and one of the most consistent franchises in football and one of the most well-run organizations in football is because they do it for their players. They run revolve everything around their players, whether it's defensively or offensively. We know what Lamar Jackson is. The Baltimore Ravens know what Lamar Jackson is. They are They're not power go- running football exactly. team. They're not which- going to do something that he he likes to throw the ball. He has said he wants to throw the ball more than run. But they are going to revolve around their offense of during with his strengths. And you see teams like this Trubisky is not a quarterback That's going to do that He is not comfortable Of throwing 50 times a game That's not him I, Jared Goff is the same way You're not going to see Goff Be a guy that's going to Throw 50 times No, you no to, the quarterback should be Throwing the ball Exactly 50 But times. these quarterbacks or These team, these coaches specifically Are doing the pass wrong thing happy. They've got They've gotten pass happy But they're getting away From these quarterback strengths Where you see Baltimore John Harbaugh And Greg Roman Has getting to Baltimore and Lamar Jackson's strengths and, and that's why Baltimore Is right 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 now, one of the dangerous teams in the AFC. And can Lamar Jackson be that difference maker because of the way they've revolved around their offense around him? And I'm going to use the two NFC East teams that we've talked about multiple times this year, the Philadelphia Eagles and the Dallas Cowboys. When the Eagles run the football like they did against Green Bay, like they did against the Bills— they were good mm-hmm. They were like really good like they And did against Carson Wentz's play action pass With using the two big tight ends yep. were, Was phenomenal Because they don't have a deep threat guy They don't have a guy that says I can go get 30, 40, 50 yards on one play yep. Alshon Jeffries another big receiver He's more of like a tight end Just a little faster mm-hmm. They don't have that speech They don't have Deshaun's action He's out for the rest of the season So it's going to be run the football Play action pass Dallas Cowboys How many times have we gone through this? They, get- they are at best when they're feeding twenty-one on the ball We saw it against the Giants. Feed Zeke. When he's churning, okay, and he's rolling, now everything else comes natural and easier. Now the play-action pass, the rollout. Exactly. Amari Cooper crossing routes. Everything else flows. Exactly. Listen, even the Saints, who love to throw the ball, when they had the one-two punch of Kamara and Ingram, it was run first, play-action pass with Breeze. Now, listen, very few teams can just line up. Even the people. You play. The runs, Listen. Since football has been developed, okay since the game of football has ever been used whatever whenever it was you start college football in 1864, 50 years ago when the final score was six to four. You run the football, then you pass the football. I know the rules are set up for pass first, and people want to see big plays because running the football three yards is not interesting. It doesn't do anything. But But it sets everything else up. You control the clock. It's vital to a team's success. And when you pass the ball, I'll use Charles Rodriguez old thing. When you throw the ball, three things can happen, and two of them are no good, incomplete or an interception. Or a fumble. You could do three. Not on a pass. We're talk run you <laughs> run possible. your positive yards. You look at last night. The Raiders, which made them successful this year. They got a running back who can run the football. They got a good offensive line. And why do you think Derek Carr has taken has, has looked good this year? So why do you think so? So when I say that, you look at what the Ravens have done with Lamar Jackson. What well, I was thoroughly impressed on Sunday night football what they did to the Patriots. You come off a bye. You're well prepared. They w- they dominated that entire game. That game was that really was never, never really yeah, that yeah, close. Never really close. They do something that no one else can do in the league, and it makes them very dynamic. And it makes play them different. Their, they play. They They play to their quarterback strengths, and that's why he may. And be, if he ever gets better passing the ball, and he's he was, taking he's a great, a fish, he's taking a great step he's, forward. He's Ted. A, he's efficient enough right now, and it's a difference that he could be the difference maker in this AFC going forward. I know everybody wants to say you're right, 100. percent Everybody wants to say Mahomes. But the reason why Lamar Jackson could be the ultimate difference maker in this AFC, and Deshaun Watson you can add in the AFC as well, is the way that he just, he's so quick. He's so fast. Their strength is running the football. Well, when and you run the football, what are you doing? The other team's the, yeah. offense is not on the field. You're controlling the clock. They, lead the, they and that's lead, what, Think about this. They, I'm sorry to cut you off and I'll finish this. They lead the NFL in time possession and total yards. The Baltimore Ravens. They run for over 200 yards, and they pass for over 200 yards. I, I forget they're, the ba- they have, they're, they're a well-balanced machine, and that's why out of anybody, out of the 31 teams in the league right now, if, if I'm a head coach or I'm a coach looking for a job and it became open, the Baltimore Ravens job would be the most intriguing because of the factor that they're so well-run from the top to bottom. They've been so consistent. And that's why they're so respected around the league is because of the factor that they always play to their player's strengths. Where uh got a call. Do we? Who is it? Rich Bruce. Who is it? Let's see. Hello caller.
2: Hey, what's up guys? This is Dolan calling about the Giants, Uh, I know you guys have talked a lot about whatever coach was going to be on the hot seat after this game, Yeah. but do you still think Shermer's going to get a pass because he could use the excuse of he had a rookie quarterback this year and they didn't have Eli throughout the entire season, and do you think that could buy him one more year?
1: I think, great question, Nolan, and I appreciate you calling, buddy. I haven't heard you in a while. I miss you. But um, to answer your point... When you, get in, when you bench Eli in week three and you start Daniel Jones, you have 13 games. I think that's enough to see what you're going to get with Shermer and Daniel Jones as the quarterback-coach connection. I think that's enough... Development, I think, I think Shermer—it's just not working. It it feels kind of to me like another McAdoo. Now the players haven't—it hasn't gotten turmoil in the locker room. It it hasn't—it hasn't done any of that. That could change this week if they lose to the Jets. It really could get ugly in the Giants locker room, but. To me, this kind of feels like a whole nother McAdoo again. And it's just not working. It hasn't been enough. In 13 games, I think is enough time to see if this is gonna work or not. And it hasn't worked right now. This is a young quarterback, a hopeful franchise quarterback. And Shermer, we know what Shermer is. He did it in Cleveland. Yes, I know that's Cleveland. Cleveland's been Cleveland. But you come to the Giants, You're expected to win. You're expected to be excellent. And Shermer, McAdoo, guys like that, they're made to be coordinators. And Gase, guys that are made to be coordinators, they were great when they were coordinators, not head coaches. And I think Shermer... And I hope, I really do hope the Giants start looking for another head coach. I think that's I why think the Giants so. made that decision to switch Daniel Jones. from yes. EOI in Game Three because, but it was you, if, call if he was his ball too. It was I know, his but, call. but it, here's the other thing: if he if he makes Daniel Jones the quarterback that everyone thinks he was when they, the Giants selected him at six. It proves his point, and he solidifies his job. But because of that, it also can be negative if, if the Giants as a team don't progress. And he could hurt him and say, listen, we gave you 13 games. It's, there's no progression. We are going to go a different model. And if you're better to do it now in his first year than wait two or three years and then, you know what I mean, get you're it done lo- now. Yeah, those losing those years. Let me ask you one quick question before I let you go is, what do you expect from Darnold this week and Gase? You're a big Jeff uh, fan right now.
2: I, personally, I think, and I have another question about Schirmer, but personally, I I actually think that Darnold's definitely going to ask the last case. And I will say this, for people that want to bang on Darnold, uh, if you look, when they go and start a game, when they're on that script, when they do the first 15 plays of a game, he's actually the last two weeks come out and played – exceptionally well the mm-hmm. problem that he's had is it's been Gates in the in-game adjustments with this offensive line okay. that I don't think that they're making the necessary adjustments out there and look I understand that Darnold also had one of the worst interceptions you will throw last week <laughs> I don't yeah. I can't debate that I yeah. can't defend that But I will say this, though. Like, if you look, the Jets kind of got hosed in that situation because the play before, he threw a beautiful back-of-the-end zone pass to Ryan Griffin that somehow isn't a touchdown. I I don't know how that wasn't a touchdown call, I guess because he bobbled it after he landed out of bounds and got the two feet in, but I digress. But overall, like I do think that – I do agree with your point. Whatever coach loses this week, I think the seat will be hotter. But to play devil's advocate for Schirmer a little bit, do you think that the Giants could look at the Jets situation and say, if we bring in another coach for year two and Daniel Jones, like Sam Darnold, has to learn an entirely new offensive system, could that potentially, because of having a different coach, stunt his development going forward? I mean, it's not the best example, but, I mean, they could look at the Jets and say, man, they gave Darnold a whole new offense to learn it. It has been a disaster.
1: Well, I'm glad you said that because currently we're talking about Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens. And what makes them so great is that the Baltimore Ravens play to Lamar's strengths. And I think a lot of coaches, you got to play to, or these teams, these – the higher-ups, they got to find a coach that plays to Daniel Jones. Yeah, but that's why they brought in Adam Gase. They thought so, but But here's the thing. The Jets' Jets offense line is so poor. I think it doesn't help Darnold, and they really don't have a legit number-one receiver. I think if Darnold had a legit number-one receiver, he's going to be getting his tight end back this week. If they had a line that could block for him— I think things would be different for Darnold. Here's my, th- here's my thing that I want to add is that we know what Gase was, though. We, we saw him in Miami. Why did we think that he was going to be anything different? Because we had Sam Darnold come into play. We saw what Shermer was in Cleveland. Do you think he was going to be any different going to the Giants and being with Eli or the next hopeful quarterback, which is Daniel Jones? Did we think these guys were going to be any better? We just know what these types of coaches are. They're made to be coordinators. Why do you think Josh McDaniels – Josh McDaniels is waiting in line to be – the next head coach but we know why he failed in Denver as well too he's made to be a coordinator and some guys are other coordinators are made to be head coaches and other co- and coordinators are not and you're seeing it right now in between with our both teams with the Giants and Jets Gase and Shermer are not made to be head coaches Nolan I thank you for absolutely. I th- hey absolutely I appreciate you calling brother I want to wish you the best of luck We'll see what happens in this game. Hopefully it might be like 3-2. You never know what's going to happen. I just hope it's a great game. I appreciate the call, buddy. I'll see you soon, all right?
2: Yeah, I'll call back next week. Thanks, brother. I Appreciate it. Don't.
1: That was Nolan Rich joining us, talking New York Jets. Big Jet fam. I wanted to close out with the NFL, and we'll just talk about Lamar Jackson with how he could be the difference. Like I think it ultimately comes down to his legs and the way that they have used his and, and utilize his strengths and that's why the Baltimore Ravens have been so successful. Quickly, what do you expect from the MVP versus the best team in the NFL Monday night the best matchup of the entire weekend. Russell Wilson has been the most dominant quarterback and the most consistent quarterback so far in this league so far this year. But you're playing against the most dominant team maybe in the NFL to some. Games in San Fran. It's in San Fran. The MVP versus the best team and best defense maybe in the league What happens What to expect uh, this, I mean this should be great I mean this game This is a huge game for Seattle Seattle loses They'll be down three games You can almost seal the deal With the NFC West Then with this game Well they still play them again But it doesn't matter You yeah, have a, th- a three game lead You have a three game lead Being 10-0 and Against 7-3 With four or five weeks left You can say goodnight To the NFC West I don't know really what to expect because with Russell Wilson, you expect greatness every time he's on the field. You do. And the 49ers have been one of the best defenses, if not the best defense in football. Except for maybe last week, New England was the best defense. 49ers are right there at second. The key will be, can Seattle's offensive line protect Russell? Enough for him to be able to make plays. I mean, last week, five touchdown passes. I think the 49ers will end up winning the game. It's a home game. I think they're a better, more complete team overall. You know, you look at last week, Seattle at home struggling against the Tampa Bay Bucks, had to go to overtime. If it wasn't for Russell Wilson being, if not the best quarterback in football this season, they lose that game at home to Tampa Bay. And that just can't happen. That can't happen to a Seattle team that doesn't lose at home and is looking to be, you know, that that team that's – Possibly going to be a bye A Super Bowl contender Like You just can't lose those games I think San Fran We've already I think we should really put I think it's easy That San Fran's And, and what I've Bowl seen From the 49ers now. Is every week They win in a different way One week it's defense Another week it's the running game Last week it was Jimmy G Oh it sounds like the Patriots Oh so Must you, be intriguing You know Most, We must have uh, We must have said that At least a couple I times I think Russell time. will get his numbers I'd still You know He'll probably throw For three touchdowns And one interception Probably throw for about so you're 270 all, You're all but in San Fran But I think San Fran At the end of the day We'll have the better overall team. They the, got the home field advantage. I'll take the home team. Okay. I agree with you. Uh I'm, I'm not going to really get in cuz you pretty much hit the the donkey on the tail. And that's pretty yeah, the donkey on the tail. You hit the donkey on the tail. The tail on the donkey. <laughs> you hit the tail on the do- you hit the donkey oh on the tail. Oh my god. <laughs> it's one you of those stop. It's one of those it's like the Jets and Giants. Go to break. <laughs> stop. You talk too I'm long. going I'm I'm uh, you're perfectly you're perfectly right about this if I mean, San Fran has been so complete And they've been so consistent But they do it so many different it's ways just a, It's just such a like great the, matchup It's like the New England it's, You're watching the New England Patriots of the NFC right now But I know it's been 10 games and stuff But they've done it so differently each and every week They win by defense, running the football Jimmy G last week We'll see what they do if it's a combination And if It's Ro- going to be a fun game Russell Wilson has been unbelievable And if he goes in there and beats San Francisco at home He's definitely the front runner by he's two def- He's definitely You could give him the title then I don't oh, you, Listen, we go through this Every week He'd go to Because Monday Russell Wilson Has been the MVP For the past Three or four weeks Okay But now Lamar has put himself In there Russell Wilson Christian McCaffrey Is no We know what quarterbacks win. Christian McCaffrey Was well designed. Christian deserved. McCaffrey's Carrying the Carolina Panthers I know But he's not going To win the MVP Russell if, It's a quarterback league I Russell know, Wilson But if Russell wins Yeah you could cement it Then you could Cement pre- it Yes sir That's what I expect I expect, I, I expect San Fran To win And Pretty much clinched the NFC West after this week because they'll have a three-game lead, a firm lead in the NFC West. Rams have looked disappointing, and Seattle being down three games. I got the San Francisco 49ers. They've looked great. It should be a fun game to close out Week 10. Very excited. See how that shapes up the NFC picture as well going forward. Speaking of shaping up, we're going to college football. We're going to take a solid... Our second break Our first break When we come back We'll be talking about Chase Young How his suspension His one game suspension We don't know the full information Is it a one game suspension Is he done for the year How that could shape up The rest of college football Going forward We'll be joined by Charles Rita To make our games pick Talk about that And if the committee got it right Also be joined by a new Guest And that is Jace Garcia To talk some college football With us in a couple minutes We are Keys to the City We'll be right back folks (laughs)
3: You're listening to Keys to the City brought to you by All Noise Radio. Here's your host, Trevor and Ted.
1: And ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Clover Crest Media presents Keys to the City. If you didn't get to check out the first part of our show, you can check us out on Spotify, YouTube, iTunes as well. Check us out, Keys to the City, Facebook. You can follow us, subscribe to us, like us, keep commenting. Nolan Rich, thank you for calling in, buddy. Wish you luck by this Sunday with the Jets and Giants. Let's get into college football. We're going to have Chaz join us on in a couple minutes to talk. <coughs> What's going on over there? Choking. Have some water. That's why you have some nice refreshly H2O. So we're gonna have Chaz join us in a couple minutes. But as we had on Tuesday, it was our our first official college football rankings, and we made our predictions on Tuesday. And Ted, I remember I was driving to work, and you texted me saying the first word, "Wow, top 6 I'm like, "Okay, what happened?" I'm thinking something. I'm thinking like, "Oh, maybe Clemson's number one or something, something, something crazy." Well, we know the rankings, and you could check us. Out, you could check it out on the screen right now if you haven't. Number one. Oh, you didn't. Oh uh, well, I, I didn't know. I didn't know. My fault. You could check out the rankings right now. The Ohio State Buckeyes are number one, followed by the LSU Tigers, followed by. Those Crimson Tide Roll Tide The Alabama Crimson Tide And then number four Is the Penn State Knitley Lions. Who would have thought that And then the defending champs Are number five Clemson And then the Georgia Bulldogs Close out number six So And we'll be joined with Jace In a couple minutes We're still waiting on Chaz I know he's a busy man But you look at the You look at these College football predictions And these And these um Overall Selections, and it's kind of surprising. We've had so many discussions about it, and really. Had great discussions about it Because it's It's been This is what college football is The unexpected You have to You have to expect The unexpected In college football And that's what happens In college football And you just saw Who would have thought Penn State was gonna jump Clemson Who would have thought Clemson would have been Out of the top five Who would have thought That Ohio State was gonna jump LSU And Alabama Well I fully expected it to be One versus two this weekend Well Come on You and Chaz have talked about this Multiple times on the show That you felt Ohio State was the best team in college football. And I all. do. They've been the most impressive. And I do. Now, I thought what was the most shocking was to me was, excuse me, was that Clemson <laughs> was not in the top four. Now, you, everyone has an excuse. Everyone has an excuse. Clemson hasn't beaten anyone. Their best win is against Texas A&M. The ACC is god-awful. <laughs> they won a one-point game at UNC. Mm-hmm. Blah, blah, blah. It happens. But for them to not be in the top four, like, let's be honest, they might be the most dangerous team in college football. And there's actually, I'm going to come in, and there's a lot of telling signs from this first rankings to me. And here he goes. The legend. Chaz is calling. He's back. He's back Ladies and gentlemen, he's back The legend himself Big old Kanish is here And we're, ter- we're currently talking right now And we'll get into the game picks in a sec We're talking about the committee Top 6 right now You know the top 6 rankings Me and you have been pretty adamant about Who the number 1 team is I was kind of surprised that LSU wasn't number 1 Because I thought they've had The most impressive schedule so far And Joe Clatt, For anybody that doesn't listen to Joe Clatt and you're a big fan of college football, I highly recommend, he's uh, unbelievable, I love Joe Klatt, and he makes a great point. Yes, LSU has had some big wins, Florida, Auburn, And then Texas, I know the Texas loss win doesn't look as sexy and appealing anymore, but Ohio State when they played their ranked opponents, they have demolished their opponents. Is that their ultimate reason why Ohio State was the number one team over LSU because of how convincing they've looked in every contest this year compared to LSU's three impressive wins?
0: I think it has to be just because, you know, I mean, even if you look at it from, you know, I think you look at Ohio State, they played Cincinnati, who was ranked 20th, and and blew them out by 50. Yeah. Um, You know, their thrashing of Wisconsin. Um, So I think that that's what it comes, just from the eye test. Ohio State has just completely blown everybody out that they play. Where LSU, that Texas win now, with Texas being unranked and squeaking by Kansas – you know struggling a little bit against Florida and Auburn that yes they have better wins but they were not as convincing as they were in those games.
1: What is your overall take in in general with this first initial reaction? I think it's pretty telling that Alabama number 3, I think with this loss if they lose to LSU this week, I think Alabama is not getting into the college football playoff and I think they made that pretty clear. And even with Clemson at 5, Clemson's going to get in because these two teams these four teams in front of them are going to play and they're going to knock each other out so Clemson's definitely going to get in it doesn't it's I'm just surprised what was your biggest surprise to the first rankings
0: I think that it's just that the committee has an agenda right um, and the biggest thing for me is just to save the pac 12 um, you know Oregon and Utah I mean when you look at it right now the pac 12 has five of the top 17 markets in the U.S.A. Okay, but the problem is their schools aren't making nearly as much money as the other conferences. The Big Ten made 54 million, the SEC 43, and the AC 38. The Pac-12 only made 29.5. They made the poor decision of not partnering with ESPN or Fox when they launched their own network, so the cable companies are not incentivized to bundle their network with the rest of their sports packaging. They're only in 18 million households. Okay, that's a third of the Big Ten and the SEC network, and half of the ACC network that launched this year. To me, it's the committee trying to make the Pac-12 relevant. When you look at Oregon and you look at Utah, they do not have marquee wins. And the best, best part of Oregon's schedule right now is barely losing to Auburn week one. To me that there is a clear agenda, I think they're also trying to create big games between Ohio State, Penn State, obviously LSU, Alabama, and then last but not least, they have doomed the Big 12. I think that there's no chance. I mean, yes, Baylor is undefeated, but you look at him. It comes down to they're going to reward teams that are going to play difficult non-conference schedules and playing Stephen F. Austin, Texas, San Antonio, and Rice is not going to get you in the college playoff. I think right now, if you look at it, I think Ohio State is probably going to be win the Big Ten. They're going to get in. The winner of the SEC probably gets in, whether it's LSU, Alabama, or Georgia. The winner of the Pac-12, barring Oregon and, and, and Utah do not get upset before there and as long as Clemson does not trip and fall And they go undefeated that will probably be our, our final playoff
1: good stuff pal. I appreciate that. So let's get into the game picks first game Big Ten matchup. I know you love these Big Ten matchups. This is your favorite conference. Am I right? This is your favorite conference and your least is SEC
0: Probably, yeah
1: Okay, so let's, let's get into it Iowa, Wisconsin This was once a matchup we thought Two undefeated teams at one point But Iowa has kind of We know what Iowa is Wisconsin kind of just fell off, the, fell off the map Losing to Illinois early on And then getting demolished By Ohio State So who's winning this game? And this is a big game For the Big Ten as well So who is winning this game? It's in Wisconsin Does Wisconsin get back to the winning ways, or is their season continue to dwindle down?
0: Does anybody outside of the Hawkeye and Badger State care about this game? (laughs) I'm going to try to keep this as short as I possibly can. Wisconsin's front seven got pushed around by the big, bad Buckeyes, but this is not going to happen against Iowa, who rushed for only one yard against my Michigan Wolverines. They haven't hit – 125 yards in rushing and five of their last six games. Wisconsin will be back to being Wisconsin in this one, dominating both sides of the football. The Badgers will roll and camp Randall and eliminate the Hawkeyes from the big 10 West. I am laying the eight and a half and rolling with the Badgers.
1: Okay. Big fella. I like, I like where I like where he's at. Are you you impressed by that? Yeah, absolutely. The other one is another big 10 matchup and it's, one of the biggest matchups of the season, up to date. Who would have ever thought Minnesota undefeated versus some the people undefeated. at the beginning of the year thought with their schedule they were very talented. Some people were not surprised. Some people, I've but seen they on, have a similar schedule to like Sol- Baylor. They haven't played anyone. It's well, worked we, out for them. Well, we get a true test this week, and we get the. Uh, it's at noon. It's a noon kickoff. It's Penn State, the number four team in the country, the surprising this number is four the Fox team. Noon kickoff. This is what Fox Again. is doing. I love it though. Number four. Versus number 17 in the rankings I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit surprised that Minnesota Kind of is at 17 They're 8-0, one of the seven remaining undefeated teams And they're at 17 Do the Golden Gophers Pull off one of the biggest upsets of the season so far? Or does Min- Penn State Continue to roll?
0: Guys, this may be the biggest game in Gopher history. The last time they probably played a meaningful football game was when Franklin Delano Roosevelt was in the White House. (laughs) They should be motivated. After the selection committee ranked them 17th, behind six teams with two losses, and P.J. Fleck got a big old contract extension thanks to the Florida State Seminoles. I hate picking against the underdog, especially against PJ Fleck, who really has done an amazing job rebuilding the Gophers and such short order. But the Gophers haven't played anyone Mm -hmm. remotely close to the Nittany lions. Their best teams that they've played on paper, Illinois, Nebraska and Purdue. Those are the best teams on their slate thus far. Not one of them have the speed and physicality of Penn state. Minnesota will ride the home crowd early. But as the game settles in, that Penn State defense, who has quietly racked up 30 sacks and 67 tackles for a loss this season, will start to flex their muscle. I'm laying the six and a half here and taking the Nittany Lions.
4: (laughs) (laughs) I
1: love it. Set up that big matchup. Penn, Penn State, six and a half. All right, buddy. And then the biggest game. Of the season You know what this game Always means for college football And especially this year I'm kind of a bit A little disappointed It's not one versus two It really doesn't matter I'm, I mean It doesn't matter These have been two of the Top three teams in the country But has this really been a rivalry Alabama has beaten them Nine straight years Think about that They've dominated the series Does LSU Who's finally Got the offense going A passing game Led by maybe the Heisman Frontrunner Joe Burrow Against Saban and that's all I got to say. Saban. But does Tua play? If Tua doesn't play, how Tua's does play? Yeah, but how his injury, how, how percentage wise, how great is he going to be against LSU? Does Alabama make it 10 straight or does LSU finally beat Saban?
0: guys, I don't think this is a rivalry. A lawnmower doesn't have a rivalry with a blade of grass, right? Alabama has beaten LSU five of the last six times by double digits and hasn't lost in this series since that 2001 regular season classic. No, a 9-6 victory yeah, by the Tigers that resembled the, of, the Battle of Verdun rather than a football game. <laughs> For me, this game's going to come down to the quarterbacks. I think two is going to play, but he's not going to be 100%. And if you remember last year's sec championship the georgia defense blitzed him from the outside forcing him to make cuts on that bad ankle i expect lsu with a better defense to do the same meanwhile even though urban meyer labeled burrow as a division three quarterback when he was at O'Style state he's been rolling this year clearly the heisman favorite against a stout auburn defense he completed 60 60- of his passes for 321 And a score And against an arguably better defense In Florida He hit 78% of his passes For 327 yards And 4 TDs There's no place like Sweet Home Alabama For the Crimson Tide (laughs) But I'm riding the hot hand Of a hot quarterback And taking the 6 points Okay
1: I I want to ask you Who's going to win the game? Who Is it th- going to be LSU or Alabama? I just want to know who do you think's winning.
0: I think this is the year LSU finally gets him. I think Joe Burrow is going to be the difference. I think that for years, we've talked about it so many times. I think even if you listen to some of the players, you know, for the last couple of years, they thought in their minds and they tried to convince themselves that they could beat Alabama. But this is the first year in a while that they really feel that they have the offense to be able to beat him. With Tua's bad ankle, I think that LSU is going to be super aggressive. They are really going to make him to force and cut on that ankle. I do not see him play effectively, and they don't have Jalen Hurts on the bench this time. I think LSU finally takes Alabama down.
1: Thanks, brother. I'll see you Sunday. All right, pal? We'll see you, buddy. See you, buddy. Ooh, he's picking LSU to go in and beat Saban finally after nine straight years of disappointment. He's got the Tigers beating Roll Tide. And is that 100%? We're going to be joined right now. And Jace, Jace Garcia is joining us currently right now, the host of a hard-hitting college football show as well as drawing with the G-men as well. He's going to be joining us to talk some college football right now. And Jace, I wanted you to join us. Thank you for joining us as well, buddy. I appreciate it. Of course, my friend. So we just had Chaz on, he made his picks. And he picked LSU to win on the field. Before we get into the game picks, I wanted to ask, you know about the big news with Chase Young, correct? And, All, the, bro, all the rumors right now is that he's, it's, it seems like it's only going to be one game right now. If it's more than longer than one game, how do you think this affects my Buckeyes going forward?
4: Uh, well, I don't know how up-to-date you are with the rumors, but it's looking like more than one game. What, 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 we, what are they saying? saying? Saying he took uh, He came out He said he took money From a family friend mm-hmm. That family friend Looks to be an agent So we don't know <laughs> Great so, so he
1: paid But here's the thing we were just But saying, I heard he, he paid, paid He in paid, in paid back
4: the loan So it might not be there's a But cl- where did that money Come from?
1: Ugh oh God this where did is this that is, money As a Buckeye fan from. You hear this news And this, this can be drastic And this can really Change college football It's just for the crazy the That year. this yeah. stuff Always comes out at the wor- Like What was, really, was it The last 7-8 games? This can really yeah, Change everything
4: It it can also think about the draft. Mm-hmm. Every uh, The past week. Hey, our
1: Giants would love it.
4: Yeah, the Giants would love <laughs> yeah, it. I would
1: love that. Come on down. Uh,
4: everyone's been talking about how maybe it's not Tua. Maybe it's not Joe Burrow. Mm-hmm. They're taking Chase Young. Maybe they can get like a Jalen Hurts. Maybe someone Jordan Love in a later round mm-hmm. that could still help them out. Yeah. But now with this, Ch- Chase Young's definitely going to drop. You look at teams. This brings up questions with violating the NCAA rules. Teams are going to look... I Maybe he's going to violate our rules. Maybe I would, he's going to violate it. the NFL rules. I just so think I don't know how far. If, if there was a discussion between a QB and Chase Young, yeah. they're going it should to be, It now. shouldn't
1: be a discussion to me. I've already oh, made no. – I would put Chase Young as the number one pick. But At this, the end of the day, can he produce on the football field? That's and all that's I what care he's about. Because he, he, as character, this doesn't reflect anything bad on his character. No. Okay. If he took a loan and he paid it back and we'll find out how everything – because it's all probably come out after we're done with the show because that's how it works every Friday Maybe. for us. Yeah. <laughs> it comes out after 3 o'clock when well, we do Glad we got it in the morning but I'm no well, we, we got it won't before know the show final but I'm glad we got it before to just talk about it listen if if he's out for two games all right. If he's out for three against Penn, look, look how bad they've been. I'm sorry, but that's, that's just the Giants' loss right now. If he's out yeah. for three games against Penn State, that's really oh, significant. Now yeah. I still think they could beat Penn State because he one, changed, he changes the dynamic. It's like the yes. Lawrence Taylor thing, like Ed, Khalil Mack. Mac. Yep. Everything has to get shifted toward him. Now you know. Now instead of playing coverage where you only rush four, now you might have to bring an extra blitz. Now it gives open for bigger plays. You could erase him from the Heisman. Though. Here's the yes, thing. Yes, yes. Erase I mean, he's raising from the Heisman, Heisman. The Michigan game, of course, and then, of course, if they do run the table and they get to the national championship, uh, the Final Four, you know, the college football. It's that, not PCS it was, uh, anymore, Ted. They said, they said it this morning. Alabama doesn't have a Chase Young. LSU doesn't have a Chase Nobody Young. Nobody has a Chase no Young. No one has no. a Chase Young to be able to do what he can do dynamically and take over a game, That's why it'd be especially drastic. defensively. It, w- it would yeah. be, as a Buckeye fan, it would be um, devastating. T- t- devastating, Drastic for us as a team, and I still think this team is so talented, but with him on defense, he's a game-changer. He's an impact player. He changes maybe the outcome of games, and if he's out, Damn. Because that would be unfortunate because this team is so talented. This is the year you feel like Ohio State could match up yeah. with those Clemsons and Alabama. Well, there's no one at whereas, the college pa- level that can block where, him. Whereas no. past years, you've seen Alabama and Clemson really take it to everybody in college football. And that's including Ohio State. This team feels different. But if the news is true and he's out longer than a game or for the rest of the year, damn. As a Buckeye fan, I would be very, very upset to see because this is a, this is a golden opportunity for this Team to win a championship I think the opportunity is
4: still there But this takes a huge hit You're right It takes a
1: huge hit for the team
4: You're right But where Chase Young gets taken out of the Heisman candidacy. A guy like Justin Fields, J.K. Dobbins, can easily come in. That's true. Yeah,
1: because if people forget, it, Justin Fields was like the, the guy that we were talking about four or five weeks ago as a Heisman guy. Now all of a sudden, well, he's not good enough. Oh, no, he's great. They have three and he's players. Still, and here's the thing. His numbers and the games up ahead are only going to set him up even more. Because yeah. if they win and they beat Penn State and they beat Ohio and beat Michigan and they win the Big Ten Championship without a chase Young and Justin Fields is the reason, that's oh, he'll be the number 1 pick next year. Not well, I wanted the year to after. Yeah, next, you know what get I mean. It together. Oh, yeah. College football just made their first initial reaction yep. of rankings. What is your initial reaction I was a bit surprised from it. I know Ted was a bit surprised. How did you I know you guys do on the college football yeah. show? How Mine was, was your My biggest was just that Clemson wasn't in the top 4. What yeah. was your
4: Did they get it right? I was surprised by that. That's the top four I had in my rankings this year. You had Penn State? Yes. The thing with that is wow. this year it's all been about the eye test. Normally it's all about resumes, who they play. Mm-hmm. This year it's all been about the eye test. And um, with Clemson, the beginning of the season they struggled. Uh, up until the North Carolina is obviously the big game where they only won by one. But before that, Trevor Lawrence was – His touchdown-to-interception ratio was almost even. Uh, Travis Etienne, he had a solid game one, but Mm -hmm. other than that, he was struggling to get to 100 yards. So you see that, and then you see Penn State, who was dominating, and they struggled against the tough teams they're supposed to struggle against.
1: But should they get punished? Should Clemson get punished for... I mean they're the defending national champs. They're on a twenty four game winning streak. They haven't lost. Should they be that. getting punished? I mean, I know their non conference schedule is horrible, but Penn State's non conference schedule is horrible. Um, Alabama's schedule, it seems like every let year me- is one of the big questions. Why should Clemson or yeah, Clemson get punished for that? They're the defending champs. They're Trevon, they can click on me- all cyn- cylinders. Let me back like up this. your point to just this point. And the reason why I had Clemson in the top four, and then I found out some information. And I'll just state it in this way, okay? And this is just in this paragraph, it's just a Clemson-Alabama. It's obvious when you compare the resumes of Clemson-Alabama, neither the Tigers nor the Crimson Tide have been a team ranked in the top 25. We know that. That's, yeah. that's been the biggest talk about what these two teams going for. They share the same best win, which is Texas A&M, which is not currently ranked in the top 25. Clemson has beaten more power five teams than Alabama has. So, if we're looking at just the numbers game in the eye test, Clemson has beaten more teams with winning records than Alabama has, and uh, Clemson's opponents have a better winning percentage than Alabama's. What's crazy, though, is Clemson's still beating teams By 29.4 points a game Even when you add That UNC one point win in Which is Which is I didn't even realize When I looked it up (laughs) Yeah Yeah. You know A 24 game winning streak They're the defending champions Not even the advanced metrics If you want to look at it Such as FPI and SP Plus Both have Clemson rated Higher than Penn State How about What's, about, what's, what's, What's What's incredible to me though is That Clemson it's because I think there were such high expectations of them going into the season. Like they should just yeah. dominate everyone, and they should just roll. You know, they got, they brought back Trevor Lawrence. They got the two receivers. They got Travis Etienne. You know, they still have Dabble Swing. They still have their linebacker. I saw in Kuyper's thing last night is the seventh-rated player in uh, Simmons. Yeah, Isaiah Sim- Simmons. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he's, 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 Isaiah Simmons. is I, I wanted to ask. It's a, just incredible to see that they get hit for that. Forget about the stats. Clemson and Penn State play neutral site game. Who's winning the game?
4: Uh that that is really tough. I'm taking Clemson easily.
1: I don't think I would take I would take Clemson easily. Definitely
4: not easily. No, easily. I would.
1: I would because of the experience. They're a defending national championship, and we know what we're going to get with Trevor Lawrence if he start I mean, he's still great. He's I still think going we're down to, to coach Dabble versus Franklin. I'll take ja- I'll take Dabble Sweeney as well. Uh you just made it even more simpler for me. No, I'm Dabble Sweeney over James Franklin. We James I would just love that defense Fra- and offense. James and Franklin is all right as a coach in big games. I've seen Dabble Sweeney win the big games. Against a Saban I'll take that 98% That confident Clemson would be Penn State
4: See the thing You're going all off History and that stuff Mm -hmm. But these are This year's rankings I'll
1: still I would still take Clemson
4: Penn State They 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 played solid And then they did get A little Kick in the behind In the second half Of that Michigan game Mm -hmm. But Michigan still Wasn't able to come back Yeah uh, Penn State. I mean, uh, Clemson struggled a little bit in the early, and then it was close against mm-hmm. North Carolina. Yeah. they needed that kick in the, but to get going. Yeah, because they, maybe it would Rolling, they've scored okay.
1: forty points. Maybe it would change it's seven for Seven straight games. Maybe it would change for me, and it all depends on what happens with the suspension of Chase Young. If they go into Penn, if they go into Ohio State and they beat up on Ohio State and they beat Ohio State They're like, not going it, into Ohio State and beat up, If they if they beat if Ohio they win, it's going to be within if, 7 if points. If they beat Ohio State, maybe I'll give them more of a, a chance. But I would go Clemson. That game you would need that game to tell you? Yeah, because they ha- I, was, I know what Clemson is. What about this game? I know what Clemson is. I know pa- I know past years you said. Yeah. I know what Clemson is. I want to see how they do Alabama – or not Alabama, Penn State going forward what against about- a Minnesota, against an Ohio State, going for and even maybe a Big Ten championship. I want to see it because they haven't played anybody. And that's what I wanted to start with is one of our games this week, one of our big games this week, yep. and the biggest game, as, as Chad says, and maybe Golden goal for history, is the Minnesota against Penn State game. Yeah. Minnesota's undefeated right now, haven't played anybody, but also Penn State is 8-0. and They're number four in the country. People feel surprised that they're number four. What do you see going with this game? Do you see Penn State continuing the role, or
4: do you see the Golden Gophers pulling off the huge upset? I I see the Golden Gophers getting brought to reality, because if you look, uh, I think the first five games went into overtime a bunch, only winning by a couple points mm-hmm. against Fresno State. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I got it right here in front of me. If so I you got Penn two.
1: State, you got Penn State comfortably then?
4: Uh, I think. See, I, I si- I say comfortably because even though uh, there's a lot with PJ Fleck and Florida State, even though he did just sign that extension, extension yeah. That don't mean anything in college football. No, yeah, there are rumors we've coming seen it out. Yeah, we've seen yeah, it before. Yeah, Florida State's willing to buy that contract. You saw, you saw so, Deion Sanders too. Yeah, Deion Sanders, which so,
1: I think that would be cool. I think. Yeah. Are we talking about Florida State right now? <laughs> no, we're talking no, about no, a team no, that's no, horrible. We're, just, we're talking about Florida State. They just got no, embarrassed by Miami. The, thing, the coaching thing. No, I know. It's and of course, anytime there's a you know coach, it's think about it. Minnesota Pro. Florida State. P.J. Fleck is P.J. Fleck is awesome. I love P.J. Fleck as a coach. You saw what he did at uh, Western Michigan. Led yeah. them to a Cotton Bowl. I know they lost, but led Western Michigan to a Cotton Bowl. And now you got Minnesota eight and O, and maybe the best Mich- Minnesota team in a long time. So you don't see it happening. First though. time since 1941 no, that they're eight I 8-0. I don't know.
4: Uh, I think. I, I mean, I like Penn State a lot. I think what something no one's really talking about. I brought it up on my show this week for mm-hmm. hard-hitting college football. So, say Penn State wins this game, then they lose to Ohio State. Yep. They wouldn't be going to the, uh, to the conference championship, yep. so that's another game. Same. A lot of talks going about the winner of LSU-Alabama this week. Mm-hmm. Loser doesn't have to go to the conference championship game. So, everyone's saying if Alabama loses, if LSU loses, they go in. But who's not to say Penn State doesn't go in if they only lose to Ohio State? Well, me and Trevor talked about this we've had Especially uh, so since gonna, they're we've had, so we We've had, we've had, had, we've
1: had long, so long I'm discussions. Bring about this, about. I'm going to bring up this scenario, okay? And I thought about this. See, and here's a realistic scenario that could happen. So Alabama beats LSU, right, this yeah. week. Penn State wins. No big things. Everything moves on. LSU is going to have one loss. Mm -hmm. Alabama, if they win out and they beat Auburn at the end of the season, they'll go to the SEC West title, right? And they're probably going to play Georgia. Now, say Georgia wins the SEC title, right? They would have one loss against South Carolina. Ohio State runs the table. They get in. So, you got Clemson, Ohio State automatically in. There's your two. Georgia's three. Okay. Georgia has one loss. Alabama has one loss. LSU has one loss. Wait. And you then, can't. No. How, how does LSU and Alabama have one loss? Because Alabama would lose to Georgia. Nah. So Listen to me. Georgia would have one loss. Alabama would have one loss. LSU would have one loss. And... What we would both believe in Oregon beating Utah would have one loss. Yeah. Who is now getting in? As you got to pick two spots, and there's four teams. You're probably taking the Pac-12 champion, I would assume, because it's just recently No, you got one, you got one spot left. You have to. Know. It has to be. So the, then, so then, is it Penn State? Is it LSU? Who, or is it Alabama? I think. Is Pat, it the, I think science. And, and, and here's the thing: if Ohio State's the number one team in the country, and that's the only loss, and it's a close loss,
4: yeah.
1: does Penn State get the respect does it deserve in the Big Ten, or does LSU because of their schedule and their only losses to Alabama, but Alabama's only losses to Georgia? That's the. I want total chaos. I told my brother because I think in chaos, then you can always bring to a six-game playoff.
4: Yeah, I... Six teams, excuse me. I, I like the 6 the sixteen playoff. I actually wrote a blog earlier this week about it and how it will go down. Where can people find that blog? Uh, hardhittingcfb.com. Okay. Check that out. Okay. Um, but I, I just think... In college football, everyone just strokes the SEC's ego so much. <laughs> I'm an SC, I'm a Florida Gator guy, so I was okay. ru- definitely ruined hard. For, I've always been a Florida Gator.
1: Uh, listen, they're not. They were not as good as I thought. My they were. my thing is uh, to answer so your I, question and to come in with you is. Um, from past years From past experiences That we've seen The conference championship Seems like it's almost It's not important Ohio State it's Got in and Penn the past State won It's not yeah. It's not important And I think this year I mean I th- If you're really going to But really, it is important Because really Ohio State When they crushed Wisconsin That year with If Colorado you're really going to That made yeah. a difference for them If you're really going to Dig down and, and make that a priority The conference championship Then you have to put in The Pac-12 Because if you yes, have the yeah. If you have the yeah. ACC If you have Clemson if you have Ohio State the Big Ten and you have Georgia as the SEC, you have to put in the Pac-12. If you do not, then stop putting that as one of your criteria uh, priorities well, in the criteria. There's different stop people put, so I don't know if stop, that's a but I know but stop putting yeah. that as one of your priorities. Stop saying you need a college football champ or uh, uh, a conference champion because the past couple of years you haven't done it. So get rid of that. Plain and simple, if you do not put a conference championship in and you put the at-large again. That's just my take. Now, here's my thing, though. If Tua loses because of the angle well, and he's unhealthy... I, I don't, I don't uh, care. Is that plain and No, effect, no, it shouldn't. It should because I, I, it's about what the, yeah. who the four best teams are going in, and when Tua is healthy compared to 75%,
4: it's a whole different team. I think, really, regardless, Ohio State's number one right now. This game this week... They're gonna be number one after this. Loser is probably gonna drop out of the top four. Just mm-hmm. for Clemson. But I, I am a Pac twelve guy. On my show I joke You're around. A Utah I'm Jace guy? West Coast. Yep. I'm born in Utah, moved oh. here. So, so that's yeah.
1: where you got the love. Sorry, from the but Utah. I am sorry,
4: but if Oregon and
1: Utah play, I'm going with the Ducks. I understand that. <laughs> that but, was a bad loss to the USA, but they can definitely
4: Yeah. I don't know if they're gonna get the respect though. Would they get the same respect as Oregon? No, oh. they would not. No, they would no, not. Because Oregon's way too much of a name. Yep. But Utah has one of the best defenses in the country, and in that USC loss, they did lose their, their star running back who, in my opinion, should be in the Heisman talks and Zach Moss, he's a stud, he, he is. is a beast running yeah, back. He is. And they didn't have him, so Tyler Huntley had to do a lot more than he had to. But, and also, Michael Pittman Jr. for uh, USC just destroyed. <laughs> so who do you got in the big game this week, the biggest game of the year right now, Alabama versus LSU? So... Uh, the, the deciding factor here for me is the defenses. Uh, mm. LSU obviously has uh, Del Pitt, who's looking like a top-ten pick. Mm-hmm. Um, but Alabama's defense isn't what it was. I think this is going to be a shootout. It's highlighting the offenses. It's going to be Joe Burrow versus uh, Tuatunga-Vailoa. And the winner's probably going to win the Heisman and might even get the number-one overall pick. But okay. I, I just did some research earlier today preparing for the show. Mm-hmm. Alabama has the same amount of returning players playing on their defense returning starters as they do freshmen, and they have played no one they, like we meant, like you mentioned earlier this their big game was texas a and m this is a big game this is lsu you 're putting fresh the same amount of freshmen as you do returning starters from last year in that position against a newly revamped high powered lSU offense. Joe Burrow's gonna have himself. Are today. you picking
1: LSU to win? Yes, I am. Wow, that's two people to pick LSU. Is it because of Tua? We L- had a sweep on my show oh, off us All LSU? LSU. Yeah. You're all gonna be wrong. <laughs> Is it because of Tua's also not being 100%, though? If Tua was 100%, would you have a different.
4: Uh, no, they have that weird uh, ankle really? surgery in Alabama where it just turns stuff around. <laughs> I think it's gonna be fine. Uh, so and- they pulled the pull pork. <laughs> <laughs> so you got LSU.
1: You yeah. all got LSU. Chaz picked LSU too. No, no, he picked LSU on the field. He did too. He picked him a couple the y- spread. Then we also we talked. I asked him who he picked. He picked LSU. He thinks because of Joe Burrow, he's going to be the difference maker, just like you said.
4: I think that yeah, yeah, I agree. with uh, okay. LSU's LSU is going to win. I'm on the I thought tide. Auburn was a tougher matchup for LSU than Alabama was, just because of what I mentioned. Oh my God! On the defensive see, side, I don't of the think ball. you
1: guys are all going to be wrong. See, see, I'm rolling the tide, here, baby. Roll I, don't tide. Think, I don't think LSU has played an offense as good as Alabama. Alabama. All see. They haven't seen anyone like this. First of all, they played Tanner Travis from Florida, who's a good quarterback, but he's not Tua. They played a uh, Sam Ellinger. Okay, good quarterback, but he's not Tua. And then. They played a broken hit quarterback. This one they're gonna regret not having. And Galen here's the Hurts. thing: if Auburn Maybe. doesn't make the mistakes Let's and that, that guy doesn't get caught on that long run, yep. and they end up they could f- be a different they score game. a touchdown, it's a whole different ball game. Auburn could have beat LSU and should have beat this LSU. This game has a whole different meaning. Then. This game is a different. Alabama doesn't lose at home. Does not lose at home. The last time The last time LSU won, it
4: was at Alabama. 2011. We were looking up things last night. They put. They've had. They have more, more national
1: championships than he's. Losses has lost at home. At home. Okay. They have yeah, a 31. That's game. That's crazy. That's crazy. 31 hey, you want to for right they have 31-game home winning streak. Now, we looked it up last night. Only six of them are against ranked opponents. So, what I see in this game is I agree with you in the shootout. Okay, yeah. They were talking about it last night. Usually, it's in the 2011 game, there was 28 guys that eventually got selected in the NFL. 14 of them got selected in the first round out of that, that game that was on defense on both teams. This game, Alabama has three receivers that could all be in the first round picture. Yep. Okay, and the they're uh, his. The kid Jefferson, the wide receiver from Jefferson. Him. You got Chase. the two quarterbacks. Can I? am glad you guys are all pointing LSU. Like, but here's here's my thing though. This is the Bill Belichick thing I'm going to use. Yeah. You're giving Saban that extra week. Now you give Ed that, Orgeron the extra the week. Ulti- I know, but when it's the you the ultimate deciding. But factor, when you give Saban an extra week, like you give Bill Belichick, it's a whole different mind game. And you know what makes different? Saban struggles with dual-threat quarterbacks. Joe Burrow's not a dual-threat quarterback.
4: He, he does have... He has, he has legs, the opportunities too, but but to, but he, he, he wants to throw yeah, first.
1: You're right. Whereas the Deshaun Watson, if he needs to make a play like that, or Johnny Manziel, Cam Newton, guys that they have gotten beat to, as because this, of the this late. This will be... a of, I think this will be better than that 9-6 game. Oh, it has, to, it has to be. Not because it's of the shooter scab- war, yeah. but it will be great because... Alabama's got weaknesses. LSU, the both you're up. all gonna be wrong. And LSU thoroughly does. You should pick LSU, LSU too. No, I'm picking Alabama. In a five.
4: shootout, it comes down to the defense, and the defenses have stepped up. LSU's defenses have stepped there are, up. They're missing their best pass Florida and Ellis and uh, Texas, mm-hmm. Alabama. Half the half the defense is freshmen. I don't expect them to step up in a big game okay. like this, their first big game of the season. I got Alabama. It's
1: plain simple. They got Nick Saban and LSU as Ed Edwards around, just like last year. I know both teams are so talented. I know they got different different schemes now, especially LSU, with running the this offense, this new revamped offense with the – uh, Saints. What, was he the quarterback coach for the Saints last year? Yes. Yeah, he was the quarterback like coach. Now offense. I mean, one of the best hires in college football this year. Yeah. And Joe Burrow looks like a legit Heisman candidate. This offense looks legitimate now. I just don't trust him going into Tuscaloosa. And you're
4: playing against Saban. This is I the best that, offense Najee
1: Harris. You got You're full,
4: playing against Saban. Najee Harris hasn't done anything all season. They've been throwing the ball so much. Yeah, but so now much. that's because Tua is healthy. I mean, now we're, gonna, we're gonna
1: really going to see if Tua is not 100% and Chad made a Chaz made a great point is that what we saw so. what Georgia did if they can bring the edge rusher contain the outside and make him have to move a LSU's lot. LSU's best pass rusher is out for the game. That is true. He is out yep. for the game. If Tua is not 100% though, that could change drastically. I'm expecting it to be a great game. I'm sticking with Roll tight. I am an Ohio State fan. I just like saying Roll tight. I just (laughs) love saying Roll tight. and I'm going with Alabama. I got a high score. I got 38 to 31.
4: I like that score. I got 38. Easy 30s. Easy. If you're a betting person, I'd take the over. It's easy. 38-34, Alabama. It's a shootout. What what do you got? Uh, We'll go
1: 28-35. Okay. You got five. Oh, okay. Okay, he has got LSU oh. by a touchdown. I got LSU. You guys all got You guys all gonna be wrong. Well, I listen. <laughs> I LSU. You all gonna be the wrong. city City's gonna be right on this all one. Right. I wish Ted picked LSU because no. I like always being the one to pick against everybody else. <laughs> it, I like I like everybody else picking against me. You know why? Because I want the scenario that I said. I want Alabama to win, and then maybe lose to Auburn yeah, we'll at, the end of the season, at the end of the season, which is definitely a possibility, or lose to Georgia, and that would set up total chaos. Well, we'll see. And that's what I want because at the end of the day, I want to get to six or eight teams. In I playoff.
4: need chaos as a Utah fan to get Utah in. Well, I need I wish you as much that. chaos as, so as possible. And so does the Big Twelve. So, Jace, yes, thank you for right. joining us. Thank Tell you for having me. Tell them where they can me. follow you. Give us- uh, at Big Jace, Ace on Twitter Jace. and. Uh, <laughs> Hard-hitting college football, John about the G-Men, uh, hard-hitting wrestling show if you're a wrestling fan, mm-hmm. and Throwing Jabs Boxing Podcast if you're a boxing fan. They're all over the place. Yep. Not all boy, on buddy. Facebook.
1: Thank you for joining us. All
4: on Facebook, all on Twitter. Everywhere. You all you over find... social media platforms. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he's a giant fan.
1: Giants this week? You got the Giants or Jets, obviously. You always pick the Giants.
4: I, I do always pick the Giants. What do you got to score?
1: We agreed with Risser.
4: I know. I saw that. First time ever. Uh, I, I don't even think that many points. I think. 2017, uh, I said. I like 17. To, I mean, yeah, 17
1: 10. Okay.
4: All right. Sounds good. DJs, play, thank I'll you. Jace, thank, yeah. thank
1: you for joining us, pal. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Ladies and gentlemen, we're taking our final break. We'll be joined by the great Joe Aguirre to talk some New York Yankee baseball. Didi is gone, but what happens with him as well with the Yankees? And the Yankees just got a new pitching coach as well. We'll talk all that with Joe Aguirre. Keys to the City, we'll be right back folks.
0: We've got sports here on Keys to the City
3: brought to you by All Noise Radio.
1: Here's your host Trevor and Ted. And ladies and gentlemen, we are back Clover Crest Media presents Keys to the City. Thank you Jace Aguilar for or Jace Garcia. Oh, he's not my oh son. Oh my god. Jace it's it's <laughs> like a talk if you say it fast because yeah. I like to talk fast sometimes. Yeah, you Jace go. Garcia. But Jay It sounds. It sounds kind it of. It does. It's kind of close. But, and also, oh, like, they the facial hair,
3: by the way. You guys look great. Huh? Well, well, or facial hair is all well, he's in, re- he
1: refs. And he's got the silver fox
3: going.
1: I didn't gel my hair this morning, and I was like, oh my God. I was, he said has a really, referee, so he has to look clean. Gotta shaved. keep it. So usually, I, so I did it differently. Morning, yeah, for a couple of it's gotta be bald. It's gotta be, and I hate it. It's, really? It's like the police thing. Yeah, for a high well, school. Oh, you could adult. wear facial hair, but it doesn't go. It's kind of no, like No, no, you can't. It's no, the you, New York Yankee way. No, yeah, I it. Like it's the it. New York Yankee way. I like it a yes. lot. Do you? Uh, why do. don't you shave it? No, I like I'm it. I'm not right. refing. Yeah. No, exactly. but you look good with the beard. Thank Plus it's go. November. i have gotten a lot of compliments the on it. The beard looks it. good.
3: Yeah. You know what it was? I just got lazy and I stopped
1: shaving for the a couple lo- weeks. The beard looks good. Yeah. I only trimmed it down just because uh, I just wanted to. My birthday's on Sunday. Well, so he didn't so want to tickle that. his girlfriend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. She doesn't. She kind of likes. She kind of likes the beard, but she doesn't like the beard. But I hope she's watching. She, she might be. She probably turned you off by now. So <laughs> the season is over, baseball, as we know. But, and we were just talking about the New York Yankees because of the clean shaver, and that's what we're here for. We're talking New York Yankee baseball. And there's a lot going on. They didn't sign Didi. But I think the most important thing we should be talking about is that they hired a pitching coach. And that was one of the glaring holes and one of the things that we needed to improve on coming into next year. We need to improve on the pitching. And I think Matt Blake, from what I've seen, he pitched. He was a, the pitching coach for Cleveland And you know how that pitching staff has been You look lost No he was not the pitching coach for Well he wasn't the pitching coach but he was part of the that Director of the pitching development Yeah. And you see all the guys that he has progressed through the Cleveland Indians So it, when I see something like that And that's, well respected He's moved fast up through the ranks From the high school to the college to the, the Major League Baseball He's an analytic guy Oh is he good in high school? I don't know.
3: No, so he was a salesman who quit his job. And opened up this like pitching development. What school, are we doing wrong? And gained just a great reputation immediately. He's uh, must have been a hell of a whiffle. in his pitching. low 30s. He's and he's like really. You should
1: go. I heard you're a pretty good coach at whiffleball. Man, ball. if I, 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 you know, we I, talked about this last week, Joe win 100 games and we said 90, 90. I said 92 and a half. That's right. Said so I could manage. I games. still believe that you would too. have 80 wins. No, he wouldn't. We would have 80 <laughs> he would be. He would make sure he beat the Red Sox 18 in straight. And eight. then lose to the Astros. Right? Oh, yeah, no yeah, doubt. Yeah, because Rizzo would be coaching the uh, – <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Uh, he so, would have to. Also, all kidding aside, how do you feel about the hire? Was this the right hire? We've heard David Cohn. We've heard a couple of the coaches, Michigan, Arkansas. Yeah. A couple of those coaches maybe getting for the job. But Matt Blake is the guy. He's a big analytic guy. Uh, uh, analytic, but he's a progressive guy. So how do you feel about this hire? Uh,
3: my I guess my concern is, is that he's never been a pitching coach at the major league level. And so is this just something he's going to learn on the go? Is that kind of how this works? It's a numbers <laughs> game. You know what I mean? It's a, you know, but but to Aaron Boone's credit he just became a manager, and and, and and he sort of, although he's been around the game longer. Well, you he's know He's been around the game his a, entire life. His dad was a manager. I'm
1: not trying to cut you off, but we, I joke with this, and we talk about all the time. This is what's going to help him coach. It's going to go like this. Here's the number. Oh, right. You put this guy and take. He's got a hundred yes. pitch, and that's because that's w- what baseball has become for the most part. We don't like it, but it's the way they are playing the game nowadays. And analytics tell you that if you do this nine out of ten times, you will win nine out of ten. Times. But let's be honest as as these
3: salaries started to rise, you started having more of the coddling of pitchers. Of course. Mm -hmm. And, and and why wouldn't you? You know what I mean? You, you don't take your Ferrari to go grocery shopping. You know, you have a, a another car you would take. <laughs> it just, you know what I mean? It's, it's in just, your beach house. No, you yeah. would no, when no you're on vacation. Right. Yeah, you're right. That's just how it goes. And so, the, you know, the more they've been sort of coddling these big money guys, they've ended up creating a whole other section of now big money guys in middle relief, which was kind of stupid if you think about it. You know, you had to, fi- you had to figure somewhere along the way they were going to have to bridge the gap. It couldn't just be closers and starters making all the money if you're gonna make these middle relievers so important they're going to want to get Especially paid. Especially when
1: pitchers can't go more than 100 pitches, can't pitch more than six innings. So it's like, how do you get to the ninth? There's still three innings, which are probably the most important three innings of an entire baseball game.
4: Well, you know, because of the
1: value that the Yankees have in with their bullpen is that well, they we're talking could, every team though. I know, but I'm, I'm, we're talking Yankees because they they value that bullpen so greatly and you saw in the in the postseason that if they can have a couple innings from Tanaka or Seve or uh, Paxson, if they can have enough, like a four or five innings, they can get to their Bullpen in the sixth and work that way because of the value they have in the bullpen. Do you remember
3: the game against Toronto uh, when Tanaka, I think they pulled him like the seventh. He had a one-hit shutout going, and he had dominated them once earlier in the year, I think around July, and... You know, the announcers were like, well, you know, the first time through the lineup, they hit 239, second time, 245, third time, it's 308. And it's like, but not on nights where he's dominating. <laughs> it's on nights where he doesn't have his best stuff, whereas the game progresses, he might get lit up yeah. later on. 100%. This is the problem with analytics, is that analytics doesn't take into account every single game and, and how you were pitching on a certain day. It takes into account all of the numbers and it divides it by your innings and, and your starts. Yep. And that's what the number is. Yeah,
1: because what about some games when the first time around he just doesn't have it? Right. And then the other games, and we've seen him this year. He looks like a top five pitcher in the league where it's like he had the two games where he's like he had Tampa Bay. We're like nine innings, complete yep. game, and it's like, well, what about that game?
3: Right. Right? Analytics doesn't factor games like that in. It only factors in games like the Red Sox game, where he gave up 12 runs in, in one inning. Because that's supposed to balance the other four
1: games that he hit. Went eight innings, it would one hit. And yep. Right, you know. but that's not how reality works, and that's, again, <laughs> that's the problem with analytics. Like fa- It's you- almost like fantasy sports. Yes. It's almost like fantasy sports. Projections. Yes. That's all analytics really is. It's just a form of fantasy sports. Yes. 'Cause you see every week in fantasy football, this guy's gonna be projected twenty points because he's playing against the Arizona Cardinals and he project and he has like five points. Okay, they're projections. You go with your gut. That's um, the problem with analytics. Yeah, these- they don't go with their gut. They see a paper like like you just said and said, Oh, this guy bats two thirty against Tanaka. So we're not playing him today but the one time he comes in for you, got, you pitch. gotta find that balance and i think it's just like anything else in life in a relationship or anything you got to find an equal balance sometimes the numbers are correct sometimes you just got to say you know but what? it's all projection right, that's, that's the, all that's analytics yeah, is get
3: worried though. and no offense to Matt Blake i'm sure he's a great guy but i think once you start really swinging <laughs> You start swinging too far to the analytics side, and you start to take away that, what I call the gut thing, where you as a manager go out there, and you could look everything about the analytics. You're at 102 pitches. This is the third time you're about to face the order, right? Yep. And it's, it's a team go. maybe historically that you haven't done great against. All these factors would say, get them out of there. You as a manager have to walk out there, though, look that dude in the eyes and be like, you got this? And he's going to say yes every time because Tor- they never yeah. don't say Tori yes. And you've got to know whether lot. they're He'd lying or
1: God. not. We saw it with Paxton and Aaron Boone. They had a little thing this year where Paxton was pissed that he got taken out of the game. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I understand it. You try to do what's best for the team. Mm-hmm. But, like, sometimes you got to show, even if he blows in the next and gives up a hit, you've got to show confidence your pitcher because it's going to go deeper than just that game going forward in the season at least I feel that way as a and I think the biggest thing is how does this guy handle personalities because I think a pitch and staff and because the pitch and staff is correlated with the catcher the catcher and I also read some the Yankees also hired a new catcher uh, coach too yes. Did you see that yes which is kind of remarkable because the guy that was with him actually made Gary Sanchez this year. A much better catcher defensively. Zeros errors went down in half. He improved. He, he I wouldn't say he was a great defense. He improved. No, no, though. he's never going he to great. Drastically. So the problem
3: was the, the the throwing percentage dropped from thirty to twenty three percent. Runners thrown out. But now here's the thing: did the pitcher hold the guy ready? Ready, Ted. And you're on the right track here already. Here here's what we know now about baseball. Scrubs aren't running against him anymore. Like, guys, like, middling base runners are are never going to try to run on Gary Sanchez. You know who steals on Gary Sanchez? Guys like Altuve. Like, real base runners. And so, of course, your percentage goes down because now not everyone's running against you. Again, analytics doesn't factor in the quality of runners who are successfully stealing on you. If they were to break it down like that people wouldn't be freaking out. The pitch framing went way down, and we know, historically speaking, if you're able to become a better defender and a better blocker, as Gary did this year, Framing tends to suffer and and again this is he's lazy he's fat and lazy get rid of him get out of here man this guy works so hard same thing with with Clint Frazier all that trouble he had in the outfield man every day he was out there while judge was hurt with judge and, and Eric Thames running balls down and trying to become a better player these guys weren't lazy. It's a, it's a stupid thing to say, but again, yeah. you can't You're sitting just, in the back room playing video games. Yeah. Right. You just can't look at the uh, analytic numbers and decide that's the be-all end-all because at the end of the day, Ted, they're, they're all human beings. And I it's, go all, it's all damn projections. Miguel and Duhart getting benched against the Red Sox in Game the Game five. Eight, I mean, how do you come back from that? How do you come back Game from... Four. How does your manager look you in the eyes in a big moment like, oh, I trust you because you didn't in the biggest moment last year. hmm No, you're right. What are you going to say to Luke Voigt come spring training that you left him off the roster? You didn't even see fit to put him on the roster. How is that conversation going to go? Again, analytics all day long. I know they pissed Giancarlo Stanton off because he left after the last game. He wanted to play. Again, I've heard people like, oh, he should have been out there. He wanted to play, and he was sat. That wasn't his choice, and he left in a huff because he was pissed about that. Which is what you want your guy to be when you bench him.
1: Garrett Cole wants the ball. Yeah, Garrett Cole wants the ball in Game 7, but so, the A.J. For, by the doesn't. way, for
3: anybody who was upset with Garrett Cole wearing the Scott Boris hat and saying he was an employee of the Astros, all he wants is money, well, yes. You spend your whole life in that business to get, to, where to, you get are. to free agency to put yourself in a marquee position to get paid. I want to be
1: Scott Boris. He has Rendon, Strasburg, and Cole. Top three free agents. There's like only stop- one other
3: real stop- baseball agent that anyone even knows. <laughs> Who is it? Uh, Scott Rosenhaus.
1: It's another Scott.
3: Yeah, of course it is.
1: Why does this guy have to? What, the I don't agent know. Named Scott.
3: So it's ridiculous. <laughs> Speaking of
1: free agents, and we'll get we'll close out. We got two more things. With Didi So Didi you know Didn't get the Qualifier offer The 17 and a Million dollar offer What do you think That means Do you think they're? I think it's two things They're going full on With trying to go Get Lindor Or they're going To resign him Where do you see Them siding with
3: Again, I like Lindor. Is Lindor that much better than Didi? Do you not think so? I don't. Mm. Do I think Lindor is better than Didi? I do. Is he that that, m- that much, much of a that I'm expending? like another level sure. above him?
1: I don't think he's I that think, much better. Well, I, I think would, he's. Uh, when we talked about Trev, I said, "Here's the thing." I think is going to come back on a deal like Gardner got. Okay, he Listen, last year he got paid $11.5 million. They didn't want to pay him the qualifying at $17.5. So let's find middle ground at $14.5 for one year. If any team gives him a multi-deal, he'll probably leave. But here's the thing. I'm reading about all this stuff last night on MLB.com. There's really only two teams that need a shortstop, and that's the Reds and the Milwaukee Brewers. Both teams don't like to open up their pockets and pay guys, even though they have both young shortstops in the yep. game. Everyone else is pretty much solidified at shortstop. So the best thing for D.D. to do is probably take a qualifying off for a deal like Gardner is going to get for the Yankees, $14.5 million, come back with a full season of health, play at shortstop where, because here's my feeling on this, and everything I've read, and this is why I'm saying this the best Yankee in offensive and defensive lineup. In the infield Is DJ Wamehu at first Glaber at second Didi at short And Geo at third Defensively that is Your best lineup If you're going to Move towards the short And move on from Didi You're going to suffer A little bit at shortstop Now can he get better Yes But he's not going to be Certain guys are really Good defensively And certain guys are not He's still going to put A bluff at, But he's going to Lack at shortstop Now you're going to Put DJ at second Which is his natural position But Voight's going to Have to play first He's not the same First baseman as DJ is It's, it's, it's The facts are the facts I think DJ has to take a step back, say, listen, you know what? I want to play in New York. I want to win a championship. That's where I want to win because you can get paid. You can be like Machado. Go to San Diego. Get lost. Pay right. $300 million and do finish, nothing. Finish your point.
3: Look, here's, you're, you were so on. Everything you said was what I was going to say. Sorry. Uh, no, it's yeah. all good. I mean, you, you just saved me from talking, uh, which will just bring me right to the conclusion of this. I do think DD comes back, and I do think a one, maybe even a
1: two-year deal at the right dollar figure. I think it's more than a year. I think it's I, a multi. Team option? Two or three. Maybe one with I an think, option. I think, I, I, three, I think three years is where I'm going. But, thinking. Trev, I do agree with you. I would love to see Wendor on the Yankees more than Didi, but switch hitter, speed, defensive. Put him anywhere in the lineup, he would be dynamic. Lead off, second, third, move Judge down. Imagine having him and DJ one and two and then Judge and Stanton and Sanchez. But I'm just wondering what the Yankees would have to give up, and I'm thinking – for what? See, Didi, see, look, this Lindor. is why
3: I'd rather I'd rather keep Anne Duhar or Shella. I wanna bring I wanna bring Dee back. I want Lemayu in the mix. I want Mike Ford and, and, and Voigt in the mix. I Tautman, think if, You want Talman? Sure. Back? Look yeah. if we learned anything this and year. Gardi. If we learned Indiana's... anything this year, it's depth. Yeah. Depth is important. Mixing and matching guys. There's no reason a... Miguel Andujar can't play third base once a week. another thing, though. Get some DH at-bats. We You're... need clutch hitting. Sure. Past two years. Well, we, we do have a clutch hitter. We have a clutch hitter named Miguel Andujar who uh, missed the entire year. Yeah, look he, at his he, numbers. He was good the year before. Look at his eighteen numbers. He was great with runners and, and scoring positions. And Gio
1: was clutch too for most of the season. Yes. And in the biggest game when the Yankees lost, he was four, three for three. Yeah. There's
3: plenty of clutch guys on this team. Look again. And I think Judge could be if he was actually healthy. Yes.
1: Now Sanchez and Stan need work, but I think there's enough guys.
3: I think, with, look, I, I think with – look, I think you could go with this team because, look, you don't need a pinch hitter on this team. Every position's got depth and has a superstar at it. Put Andrew at DH when you put Gio Certainly in. Certainly a possibility. Again, I think there's going to be a lot more mixing and matching this year. I think you may not see the same lineup uh, every single night because, again, I, I think Didi comes back. Not sure what's going to happen with first base or, or, or whether they might move somebody. The idea you're going to move Miguel Andujar is silly because he has zero it's, value it's right ma- now. Yeah,
1: especially You've now. you got to see the guy play. I saw somebody posted it on those Yankee pages, and those Yankee pages are quite a doozy <laughs> to just listen. And giant pages, just Facebook pages in general. Trev, I love your comments. Uh, it's, it's, the, it's the perfect thing. I'm, yeah. I literally just say, what is wrong with you people? Do you even hear yourselves talk? Oh, maybe we could go get Babe Ruth for uh, a Snickers doodle or something. Like, <laughs> It's it's like, just stop So they said, oh, and Duhar, can we trade him to go get uh, somebody, a pitcher or something And Duhar has no value, he has absolutely zero you can get him for a pretzel at Yankee Stadium, and you maybe have to have negotiations with that. Yeah. If you have to wait until spring training, training camp, then let him battle out with Gio. If he comes back and he looks like he did his rookie season, then okay. If you still don't want him and you want to part ways and stick with Gio, then so be it. Go find the it pitcher. What's but, sure. it, but what's the point of trying to trade a guy? with? You're not, Nobody's coming over. Is drooling at the mouth of saying, oh my God, we need to get Mang- Miguel right. and Duhart because he's going to make our team so much better now let's say let's say Gio
3: and and miguel get to spring training and they're both hitting 420 a couple of homers each knocking in some runs playing solid defense boy that opens up opportunities i'm not even
1: trading them because i'm gonna keep them both because right. oh, what's duhar the chance and, okay oh, we duhar and, yeah. i'm keeping them both because one i can put duhar and dh and keep Gio when i want to go defensively Okay. Then there and, might and be and times that thing. you might, but there also might what's, be times if you're going to do the DH thing, there might be times you might not be having Stanton in the lineup then. Yeah, absolutely. If he's, and if he's all, you're, he's not starting left field 162 games, it's just not going to no, happen. And the point I was going to make. Change. So you're having Stanton on the bench? Yep. And the other thing is, uh, what's the maybe. chance? Some In certain uh, games, for rest. And here's the other thing what is the chance that Gio puts up the same type of. Reality numbers Mm -hmm. That he did this year Maybe this year He's more like Okay 15 home runs And 275 Instead of 300 And you know 20 You know Listen He had a great year but one year What's I want to see Don't you like As anyone Don't you want to see Two, three, four years No people nowadays And I see it all the time I think it's a People want to just Give up their hope With somebody Like this quick Like people are already Jumping off the bandwagon Of Daniel Jones Because he's, he's he turns the ball over Like that's how fans Are nowadays we, we like to just say Oh he's great We love the Like you always say We love the now thing Oh he's he's awesome I love him now He's trending upwards He has two bad games Oh he's done I don't want him anymore Sure it's Carlos just how people, Stanton's
3: Another Jacoby Ellsberg it's like, wait a minute. The guy <laughs> no, played <man>. 158 games <laughs> in 2018. I know he was hurt this year, no, but Ellsbury hasn't been seen in like two years. How no. could you compare them? No, it's like Stan, he
1: goes 0 for 5 with 5Ks. Everybody boos him out of the stadium. Then the next game he goes 3 for 4 with two home runs and a double and has eight RBIs. We're like, I love this guy. We fleece <laughs> the
3: Marlins.
1: <laughs> it's just, this is, this is how fans are. It's unfortunate. It's all about, we I all agree. have these expectations, whereas baseball also has pretty projections and that's where the analytics and we just had the discussion with the analytic thing that's what it is it's projections and we just want we want expectations every day we want him to be 500 home runs every every it seems like 50 home runs a year every at bat and he's terrible we trade him then then he comes back and it's just how fans are so Didi, percentage wise on I the think Yankees it's a, next year.
3: I think it's probably 60-40 he comes wow. back to the Yankees. That's closer. and Because I, 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 I agree with what Ted said. You know, Milwaukee and Cincinnati both have other options and aren't really necessarily known for opening up the books. 50, Didi going in age 30 season. He's going to want I got
1: 50, a multi-year deal. I got 50-50, Joe. I just see that. I think they really do want him back, and I think he wants to come back, but I think he wants to get his money, and I just feel like they're like – does he help us that much better where we maybe we could go when get a Lindor? he was healthy, he was one of the best He but, in the game. I mean, Lindor. Here's if the if thing, I, they're going after Lindor, if all the rumors are true with him go, going after Lindor, I think,
3: I think this is... Step one into that process. I have a hard time believing the Cleveland Indians, who are, are trading a Lindor. team on the cusp of being uh, a competitive team. Could they team, do a sign and trade? Losing, you don't, you don't losing see them? Lindor to the Yankees that's one of their future it, cornerstones. Sure, just makes it that much harder for them to compete for the division
1: and for a playoff spot. Could they do a sign and trade where Yankees they sign Didi? Didi for a two or three year deal? I don't think they would want Didi. They switch. They flip over Lindor for him and they get other prospects. Because here is the thing. They were using the Mookie Betts thing I was reading about where you got to use this scenario. Next year in the trade deadline, he's going to lose value indoor. They, he's going to be a $200 million man. The Cleveland Indians are not going to pony up $200 million. So every day that you wait. Now, the, the move would probably be during after spring training, once guys come back and play and everyone. But th- they said, you start waiting you lose value on these guys and the, and no one's going to pay trade for Wendour when he's going to be a free agent one year later yep. so you're going to pony up assets for one year for one guy, this is not like I'm going to get Kawhi for one year and go win an NBA championship. I'm getting a baseball player that's going to make my team better, but you want him for five to six years, not for one year. I'm sorry. Unless you're getting Verlander or Cole and your team is the Dodgers, the Yankees, the Red Sox, or one of those premier teams, that guy is not going to make that or much of a difference. according to the Yankees fans, we're going to get Cole, Verlander, we're going to just trade him for Ellsbury and Greg Bird. <laughs> yeah. Just, just, yeah, right? Speaking of the pitching staff, I'm glad you brought out the Astros pitching staff. We're talking about the Pitching staff and Hal Steinbrenner, and I know you really wanted to get on there. We asked you what, what, what did, what, what did you want to talk about with yeah, the Yankees all right now? Hal Steinbrenner has been very quiet and hasn't really said anything. But I did see a, a quick quote that he <laughs> he loves the starting pitching. No, so read the quote. He says, for the most part, I think our starting pitching was good this year. Steinbrenner said, even missing Severino, Jordan Montgomery, he thought they were good. He, uh, that's what. Okay. What okay. Do you get, what do you get from that? Tell me, tell me where in there he says he's
3: not opening up the purse strings. Tell me where he said we're standing pat next season with this same group. People are morons, and they're really right. What's the headline it saying? says? Says how
1: Seinerberg hold the Yankees back this offseason. That's
3: ignorant. It, it's it's. I mean, I, I haven't seen that in like the Post or like on legitimate. Empire we, we, sports media. Yeah, Empire sports media sucks. <laughs> and they, and listen, no, they do, and I'll tell you why. Talk they to like them. to write these, like, like these uh, non- salacious headlines. Nonsensical, like, uh, like oh, yeah. nonsense stories. Gary Sanchez is fat and lazy. Here's why the Yankees should cut him loose and sign his money. Oh, shut up. <laughs> They're not doing that, you morons. They're going to get rid of the literally the best young catcher in baseball because he's still only 26. He still has all the power in the world. He still has a cannon for an arm the best pop-up time he was a better blocker this year you know you talk about the 15 errors he made this season he had eight by the time the month of uh april was over and a lot of those errors should have been on the second baseman not covering uh not making catches on throws all that aside okay these articles are articles are stupid hal steinbrenner is also dealing with scott boris if I'm like, I'm look, the, the Scott Phillies, and the
1: Yankees, you know, think Scott, Scott about the
3: Phillies owner last year, whatever that clown's name is. He's like, I'm going to spend stupid money. And he did, and he did. on uh, Andrew McCutcheon. That was stupid money. The money he gave Harper was stupid money.
1: And what did it get him? No playoff. And, and there you go. And you know who's supposed to be the stupid owner this year? I swear to God, I read about it because I read this huge article. It's the Angels owner. Everyone in baseball expects the Angels. Oh, they're going to gonna all throw 300 because mil. Because they want not just Garrett Cole. Other pieces because they want to put a good team. For Mike around. Trout. Joe Madden, and Mike they Trout. They want Mike Trout to, to win. They need to sign five top starters. Okay, go get Strasburg and uh, Cole.
3: And Ryu. And Wheeler. And then maybe they'll be Oh, don't forget our boy DeGrom. Yeah. And, and go trade DeGrom. Get them all and maybe the Angels be So you
1: have no issue with the house staying
3: Hal's got to stay quiet Because look You don't want to give Scott Boris the impression You're desperate And you're all in He had Oh because he'll, like, yeah, he he'll He'll take the, advantage he also He'll had,
1: take advantage of that His guys last year Were Keiko and Kimbrough And he's also a guy Like Harper He's not afraid To wait, do the waiting game That's what I read Because Cole's going to get signed no, Strasburg's no, going to get they signed They were talking about this Rangon's Because going to get signed I know No no yes It was the winter meetings Things Where like Why can't it be like Football in NFL Where like, the, like After the season When the winter meetings Come you can have the So we can keep in the news because, you know, what's going to happen is football and basketball are going to dominate the news. Baseball took a big hit when they were waiting for Harper and Machado last year. And what's going to happen is that's what Boris is going to do with Cole. That's what he's going to do with Strasburg. That's what he's going to do with Rendon because – There's a whole bunch of stuff. The Nationals are probably not going to take both of them, Rendon. But I read a thing. They'd rather have Rendon than Strasburg. Wow. Because he has never pitched over 30, had never 30 starts in a season up until this year. This is the first Uh, season he's had uh, a consecutive season from April. Here's the thing. Rendon's only 31 years old. He's younger. He's a very good defensive third baseman. He's a... He's an all-star hitter He's the caliber They were comparing him To the guy Your guy you like In Colorado And that's the type Oh of, the best the Best third baseman In baseball And that's by the far. type Of number no, He's look looking for Where here's the thing <laughs> They're saying Strasburg is looking Don't shake your head over The there. floor for Rendon's for the money is two hundred. Strasburg's one seventy-five. Are you going to pay a guy that's never had more than thirty starts except for this season? If I'm trying to win another, if concerns, I'm trying, if I'm trying, and to he said here's the thing: you still got Corbin. Sorry, you still have Scherzer, and you still have Anthony Sanchez. Answer qu- I'll answer the and question. You don't, and we've seen they lost Harper. And they were still able to progress. When you lose Vendona Vind- Har- and, and Strasbourg, two vital parts to your championship team. I mean, they were. They won't lose both. Other than Soto. I mean, those were the two best players probably on that postseason team. 100%. In the World Series. You have to do everything you can. To sign both of them back And try to compete again And try to repeat maybe As world champs as well Not for nothing They certainly had An opportunity Where they could have Negotiated
3: extensions With these guys Well and Rendon
1: They, they gave him an offer Seven years sure. Two ten Two fifteen and, and the
3: idea he didn't take it Much like Harper did to His them little, Would lead me that's to believe No that's no that's he's not ner- No no
1: I guess you didn't read the article because Rendon has already come back with different offers. They haven't been. That's what he was trying to so say. What? No, he no, was no, trying no. to, say- he's not saying bye. He wants to stay in Washington, but he wants more money for him as the player, right. That's what him- he was trying to get the- at. I know. But for him as the player, I got you. Bob. He wants, he, for him to like, stay. usually if you don't want to come back, you stay silent right he has actually come back personally himself with counter offers like hey this is what i want now supposedly i think that what they were reading about is he wants a shorter term deal more money so five years 200 million i could appreciate so like I can 40 a that year, yeah that's, that's not bad lo- because he's looking at that type of deal where he was saying not oh. he's not looking for six or seven remember that yankee remember the yankee uh, article we we're just talking about the guy alexander uh, wilson who we follow on twitter He's the one that wrote it.
3: Yeah, nice job, Alexander Wilson. You remember when the Yankees had <laughs> the arbitration? Woodrow Wilson's uh, grandson. Yeah, <laughs>
1: maybe. <laughs> Great grandson. Great grandson. Uh, remember yeah. when the
3: Yankees had the arbitration with Patantis and they basically went into the meeting and they trashed him. Yeah. And I, that relationship's never been right since. Nope. And I think when when you're in this situation where you're negotiating, you know, you make him an offer, so he counters you, and you're like, no, you're not worth that. He well, Here's what you you made an offer and i'm giving you a counter this is what i deserve and you're like no let's let's go back towards what i'm saying i, I just don't think that that's like you ever been in a negotiation like that with somebody? No. It's it's insulting <laughs> no. when you give somebody a number and they come back with a lower number. Well, it,
1: it's a slap in your it face. It is when they come back lower because you at least are like okay. So if I went two forty and you went two hundred, let's get in the middle. 215.
3: It should and be easy and it should be the, signed the already. The it I, tells me they're like two oh five. Can
1: I tell you, something? I have. So do you it, think they're going to have issues throughout the off season? Yes, Joe. The only reason I and I, now I came. The only time I've ever done that is with housing. When I went with a house and I'm like, I looked at your house. I looked at the houses around it. I talked to my agent. This is what I feel is your house worth. And they weren't willing to budge. Right. And I'm like, all right. I end up having to walk away from the thing and just losing the inspection on the house. But I'm like, you know, it's better than. I sell real estate. I see that all the time. And I've
3: seen literally sellers get offended at an offer. That's what you think my house is worth? Then you can't have it.
1: Yeah, I'll just find someone else that will pay it.
3: Sure. So if they offered seven years, two hundred million, and he came back, say seven years, two forty, you would think, right? You just seven years, two twenty. Why hasn't it happened yet? Because
1: they probably were like, "How about seven for two oh two? You know why? Because Boris is going to wait until everyone can get their hands in the pocket. Because the other name that's going after Rendon, supposedly I read, was the Dodgers.
3: Let me tell you one more thing. Go ahead. Talk Anywhere Scott Boris is concerned, the chances of you signing where you want to sign goes down and infinitely.
1: And I heard, still heard Strasburg is still, like Garrett Cole, very interested in hometown California.
3: And I'll tell you what, too. Uh, Tony Clark, Padres, president of the Players Union, uh, big has problem. been making a lot of trouble. He's been talking a lot of junk. He's been using the collusion word. I'm telling you, I think this could be a very contentious off season for free agency. Because last year was the start of it. It sure was, and I think we talked about I it. I think We've Scott Boris is definitely going to try to command the most money he can get for these guys, and it may hurt a team like the National. He might
1: have three guys over 200, and one of them might be. The, he over said those three guys will command ha- half a Col- dollars. Easily. I'm talking about Cole. Uh, Three hundred million. No, he won't get that. But he's. You never know. The Angels. You already. We. You just mentioned the Angels. The Angels GM. I would give
3: him three hundred million if it meant getting him in New York. So, Cole, I'm not even playing. Three hundred million. You're telling me what you saw from Cole say the last two years. You're not convinced this guy's the real deal. Uh,
1: three hundred million. No, I'm not saying that because he's never had the significant injury like Strasburg has. Yep. He's younger than Strasburg. Three hundred mm-hmm. million. Hold on, hold on, hold on. But here's the thing: David Price wasn't even close to three hundred million. If if the, but if, we knew David Price shouldn't have been. I mean, we knew uh, we knew what if, David Price was. If we're, Price if we're was. using a housing I mean, thing. And you and me are negotiating a house, and the house is going for two forty. Now we both have to put our best offer in. I put in at two thirty five. You go two. 240. Did have it. My best offer is 235. I'm not going to overgo just because I want the house. David Price was a flip. 300 million? I would do it. We we talked at
3: the deadline this year and I told you there was nobody I was interested in. Yep. And I think that worked out well for the Yankees. Their second half record was phenomenal. I look at this free agent market, it's and I, I'm seeing where Zach Wheeler might be the fallback option. No thanks. No, I'm not. I don't want to just give out free agent another money. number two for the sake of another it. Number right. Two. Mm-hmm. I want Strasburg three. or Cole or both or nobody. Yeah, not going so after Baumgartner.
1: Like, so you not, like that Steinbrenner's been quiet, and you like that he's maybe maybe he's staying. I uh, think he's he's not, has he has to might.
3: seem like he's happy with what he has. Trev, use
1: you your Instagram about that you sent me, CC. I wasn't really going these, but when they forked out the money, yes, money C- talks. yeah, the players CC and Stanton, like go get Stanton. I was like, go get Strasburg and Cole. I'm telling you right now, with all the talk about collusion by Tony
3: Clark, president of the, of the, the players union, they're going to be looking to get top dollar on every single guy. OK, they're not. The union will not allow you to take a hometown discount to go play in Southern California. They won't do it. Remember when A-Rod tried to give money back yeah, to, to make the the, 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 sock, the the deal with the Red Sox go through? He was told no. They're like, no, no, no. You can't they're do not. That. In, in At this critical stage of free agency, they're not going to allow the top starter on the free agent market To take a little bit less or a shorter deal to stay where they're not going. The union will never allow it.
1: Plain and simple. Be interesting. Mark my words. We'll be talking about it. Sounds good, Joseph. Thank you so much for joining us, as always. Man, that's awesome. That was everybody, a much longer and better baseball segment than I thought it was. Everybody, we are be. signing <laughs> off. We are signing off. We are keys Dang to Everybody have a great weekend. I know I will. I'm going to celebrate Joe, my birthday. It's Trev's birthday, birthday it's Joe, what birthday. what are you doing Sunday? What are you doing Sunday? I'm, a, I'm available. We're Where we are we ha- heading? Oh, you're coming Trev, to my house? Come to our house. Trev's birthday. Back? We're having a big party. Giants-Jets game.
0: Oh yes,
1: we got two TVs set Maybe up. Maybe I'll actually text you this time. Let's do I'll it. I'll remind <laughs> it. Ten o'clock in the morning, we're gonna wake up. I'm bringing my TV downstairs. We have red. We're Zara not on. telling the whole story. We're just having it's a, it's a get together for the Giants. Imagine, and Jets. I love it. I'm in. Uh, we'll we'll hit you up. I'm excited. The, we'll do a live show from the house. Also, Chaz, thank you, Chaz, <laughs> thank you for calling in as well. Jace Garcia, thank you for joining us as Nolan well. Rich. And Nolan for calling in. We appreciate. All of it today. If you didn't get a chance to check out our show, you can check us out on Spotify, iTunes, YouTube as well. You can follow us at Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, you know, all social f- media platforms. You know the deal. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Clovercrest Media presents Keys to the City. Everybody have a great weekend. We're out. Yeah.
0: Keys to the city, baby. When well, you see us so you know you really viewing greatness right. in the making. Double up on facts we stating. Podcasting, cruise control, city, state, the nation. So what you saying, what we saying, prime inflation. Facts, keys to the city. We're locking the statements. Streaming every Friday.